G'day, it's Josh Armour from Wrestle Radio Australia. Join us every week on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio and FNX.network for interviews with great Aussie pro wrestlers like Triple A's Australian Suicide. I'm just really happy doing what I'm doing at the moment. Adam Brooks. Becoming the RCW champion, that, that really meant a lot. And great names from the States. Hey, this is the king of the mountain, Jeff Jarrett. Plus, more than 20 interviews on our YouTube channel. This is Brian Alvarez. This is Scrap Daddy himself, Scrap Brian Adam Pierce. A proud member of the FNX Network. It's Wrestle Radio Australia. You're done with this podcast. Soundcloud.com slash Shellshock-Network is the flagship show, The Shell Pod. Hosted by me, Donna James. We review shows such as NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and Reality of Wrestling along with a main topic that can cover wrestlers, throwbacks, shows, and more. Give us a download now. That's soundcloud.com slash shellshock hyphen network. Soundcloud.com slash shellshock hyphen network. Once again, that is soundcloud.com slash shellshock hyphen network. Give the shell pot a listen. You don't know what you're missing. We've been on Shell Pod. Um, not much has been going on. I just recently celebrated the Big 3-0 yesterday. Uh, when we get into our segments, we'll talk about the wrestling show we went to last night. Yes. Um, pretty fun. Uh, but we'll get into that when we get into the second half of the show. Um, yes, we're splitting this up in halves. We're going to try it. If Greg thinks it's, if Greg likes doing it, then... Yeah. We'll do so we're gonna try it. We're gonna give it a shot. See what happens. We're gonna. I'm gonna um, out again. We're gonna. Oh, he's gonna test it. We're playing. He's playing uh, NBA Live '96 uh, for the Super Nintendo. So we're gonna. He's about to try it out while we're doing this podcast. But uh, anyway, we got some snow here in the area last night. So uh, but uh, we got some ready for warmer weather. I'm just. I'm not ready for the snow. Baseball, we got the championship going on right now in the Arizona Fall League. Um, I believe last score I seen the Scorpions was leading the um, was leading at the last I think the last score I seen the Scorpions running six three. Um, but uh. They're, they're enjoying the warmer weather in Arizona. Oh, I bet they are. <laughs> I would, too, if I could I, play freaking Arizona Fall League. I'd love to be in Arizona right now, actually. Yeah. Be um, nice. So um, free agency is currently we in... We had a couple moves. We had a couple moves over... The, over yes, we did. Okay. So, 
Um, we picked up Patton, or Spencer Patton. This is the Cubs, by the way. Yeah, this is the Cubs. They picked up a relief pitcher from, they traded for, um, they traded to Texas for him. They traded Brandy De La Rosa. I, I don't know who he is. Yeah, I don't know who he is. James Russell signed a minor league deal with the Phillies. Cahill, nothing's mentioned. Denorfia's nothing mentioned. I heard Denorfia might have. Oh, call quits. I heard that too. Uh, Chris D- Dan Heron announced his retirement. Official. Jonathan Herrera, nothing yet. Uh, Mike Baxter, uh, still with the Cubs. He's a minor league free agent. Tommy Hunter, uh, nothing yet. And I wouldn't be sad if they didn't get him again. Right. Austin Jackson, nothing yet. And I, I, I don't. I like Austin Jackson. I, I, I'd rather have him than uh, Fowler. Yeah, but if you can get. Who we'll talk? Who we've been talking about? If you can get Puig, it'd be awesome. Or not so, Puig, uh, uh, just uh, Hayward. Oh, oh! Thank you for reminding me. When we're uh, when I have some, I'll let you add your stuff, and then I got stuff to add. There's a ex Dodger coach, ex Dodger Mariner coach mm-hmm. that uh, came out, and uh, he uh, he had some things to say about uh, a certain player in Seattle and uh, old Yasiel Puig. Now Seattle, Mariner. would that be uh, King Felix? No, no, no. Uh, Robbie Cano, don't you know? But really? Go into uh, your stuff. Cano, don't you know? The Dodgers interested in Cano. No, 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 no. no. The Cubs. player got a coach. Okay. And he has some uh, not nice things to say about Cano. Okay. And uh, some not uh, nice things to say about Queen. Okay. Uh, the White Sox opened to trading Avicio Garcia. So would you like to see the Cubs get Avicio Garcia? I'd like to see the Cubs get Quintana, but... The same thing with probably uh, Garcia mm-hmm. is they're gonna be they're, they're gonna be stubborn. They're gonna be stubborn, stupid about it. In my opinion. Now, what do you mean stubborn, stupid? Like I think like they're gonna either want something back that they know they can't have. The White Sox. Or about, White yeah. Sox. Or they're gonna get a, they're gonna have a fucking steal of a deal that the Cubs are gonna be willing. Like I see the Cubs like offering Starling Castro and maybe Miguel Montero and having them just like that's not good enough. Uh, they also, they, okay, well, to go down the list a little bit further, because I thought Austin Jackson was it, uh, Quentin Berry is a minor league free agent, Jason Mott, nothing, but I, I don't know if I'd bring him back. Yeah, I wouldn't bring him back either, he wasn't bad, but he got hit, and I want to say, he, he got hit, he hurt, hurt, didn't he get put on the 15-day? Yeah, I actually, I actually wouldn't mind keeping Clayton Richard. Oh yeah, that Clayton Richard, he can help you in the bullpen, and he can spot start. Fernando Rodney, nothing yet, but I would love to keep him as well. Um, Brian Schlitter is a minor league free agent. They can get rid of Schlitter Schwan. Uh, Rafael Soriano, been released. Taylor Teagarden, minor league free agent. Not a bad player in spring training. Um, problem was you got David Ross, Miguel Montero, and Kyle Schwarber. Now, so I'd get rid of Ross. Everyone would get rid of Ross in a heartbeat. And denied his qualifying offer, Pollard, Dexter Pollard. Which in exchange, damn it, which in exchange, will whoever signs him, mm-hmm. we get a draft pick. Yes. Um, as of right now, the free agent list is Price, Granke, Cueto, Hayward, Zimmerman, Upton, Justin Upton, Alex Gordon, Chris Crush Davis, which has been, Ioannis Cespedes is a free agent. Samarja, which there's been rumors lately that he's going to be reuniting with the Cubs. 
Um, yes, Theo was spotted having not one night, but two nights of dinner with uh, Samarjo. Mm-hmm. So that pretty much tells me, I bet you, I would soon you will be hearing that. Um, Myself, I'd like to get lackey, mm-hmm. but if they think they... Oh, should I think get fucking, uh, uh, oh, could you imagine this? Like, free agency, since the free agency, they get Samarja and they get fucking, uh, Granky? Yeah, or Samarja and, uh... Price. Price. Which, we know the Cubs have been in talks with Granky and Price, so we know one of them and, they're gonna get. And uh, Rosenthal the, came out. The Cy Young winner even said you'd love to see... Which, by the way, oh yeah, speaking of which, um... Baseball well, awards. Baseball awards. We got a triple crown, sort of. Yeah, sort of. The manager of the year was uh, of, uh, Joe Madden. Joe Madden. Rookie of the year was Chris Bryant, and Cy Young went to, uh, by a small margin, went to Jake Arrieta. Yes, Ricky was very close, and Kershaw, rightfully so, was in third. Yes. Um, for the manager of the year, you were telling me some of the stats for manager of the year, and it's like, apparently, uh, the guy that the manager of the Okay, uh, Matt. So Terry Collins. It shouldn't matter. It's not supposed to matter if you have a slam dunk team. Mm-hmm. It's it's it, it, it's what you have. Can you get them to the playoffs and whatnot? And what takes a lot of times it takes like Bobby Cox. Were during his year of the Braves, there was a couple years where they had great seasons. Mm-hmm. He didn't get manager of the year because with Smoltz, Glavin, and Maddox as your top three guys in the offense that they had, you should win. Right. Well, so. Terry Collins took a team that was so-so, got him to the World Series, and he finishes in third, which really was almost like fourth. Right. And Mike Matheny, who has an A, a top-notch Cardinal team, who should win 100 games, who should get in the playoff, and hell, should play in the World Series, and he gets second. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and Madden, he won by taking a team that wasn't a year away, and he made him a year away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, they were a year away, but he he shortened the gap. Yeah, oh yeah, yes, yes, he shortened the gap. Um, the Cubs have signed free agent right-hander and and Dury Acevedo from the Yankees. So there's there's something to uh, I've never heard of him. So uh, there's something. Well, although two point three one ERA and zero and one two point three ERA, that's not too shabby. Ken Rosenthal. Came out and said if he had him make a bet, uh, his his still bet would be David Price going to the Cubs. Yeah, he says he says the Cardinals can tr- like I know Bob Nightingale of uh, USA Today. Mm-hmm. Uh, he thinks that he could see Price going with the uh, Cardinals, mm-hmm. but he says Ken Rosenthal's like I'm not saying they're not in the race with Price. Jesus, I just feel like it takes a lot for David Price to say no to the Cubs. Right, and I. Dependent, I would think that all depend on the offer. Yeah. Um, that, you know, and I think what helps is he's with Joe Madden. He's Joe Madden. Rangers trading Martin to the Mariners for Wilhelmson. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of people thinking that that Martin should have, the Cubs should try to get that. That Leonis Martin, yeah. yeah. Um. But who knows what the Rangers want back right. since we took away Michael, and that actually worked out for a little bit. So. Yeah. Um. The Giants have re-signed. Um, Brandon Crawford for six years, seventy-five million dollars deal, reportedly. Um, he's he's always been a diehard Giant fan, and you get to play with him, so good for him. And hopefully, he's a good player. Hope things work out. Uh, I hope they do. I, I really do. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find some more. I know I got more baseball. Oh, Rich Hill, the one we don't hear too much anymore about. 
Just signed a one-year deal, $6 million deal with the uh, Oakland, Athletic, Oakland Athletics. He had a decent stretch last year, but he what hurt him with the Cubs and the, with the Orioles and the Cardinals is he gets injured too much. You know, I mean, right. I think he's a good pitcher. I think he's got top-notch stuff, but doesn't matter when you oh yeah, damn it, when you keep getting hurt. Right. Um, big news out of MLB right now is there's going to be two teams. Uh, Roberto Clemente Day is May 15th and 16th. So those two games are going to be played in uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico. And the two teams that are going to be playing in San Juan, Puerto Rico are the Florida Marlins and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Well, it's fitting it's the Pirates since Clemente. Right, and uh, uh, the Marlins are close to Puerto Rico, so that makes sense. Yes. Um, also, we found out there's going to be a team playing in Cuba this year. Yes. Um, it's going to be the Tampa Bay Devil Rays playing against the Cuban national team. Now, that's only a spring training game, correct? Um, yeah, well, because they're playing the Nash- Cuban national team, so that's not going to count, and that shouldn't count. Right. And, uh, I'm good for Tampa Bay. I know the Cubs wanted to do it, but obviously they picked Tampa Bay. And, and uh, since this is happening with the with Puerto Rico and, um, uh, Puerto Rico and, uh, Cuba. Cuba, there's talk that they want to get baseball in Europe. Yes, which that would be very, uh awesome if they could do that and they want to have maybe like three games yeah oh uh which speaking of three games opening day this year will not be just one game like usual then everyone else plays three games we will have three straight games that day um i believe the royals and the mets are one yes and then uh i can't think of the other two but we know i know st louis was one if i'm not mistaken the cardinals right i know it wasn't against the Cubs, but yeah it's, yeah. Um, the Yan- Oh, I had to actually text this to you the other day. I'd like to get your reaction on this. The Yankees have discussed, have been talking with the Cubs apparently on trading Brett Gardner for Starling Castro. Now, at first, I was actually up for this. But he's 32 years old. He missed a good chunk of last year's season. And he had a 250 uh, batting average. Apparently, talks, are appear, are, talks appear to be intensifying about this trade. And this is from Mark Feinstein from the, of the New York Daily News. So this this trade might possibly go down. Uh, yes. I feel like the Yankees could uh, screw us. Mm-hmm. It's the Yankees, and they've been known to screw. Um, like I said, he's 32 years old. He batted 250, and he's not played as many games as he should. Played. Right. So on that note, I, 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 I would pass, honestly. Um. Okay, now the free agency is on the on the uh, free agency is pretty much happening. We haven't really really heard like little moves by the Cubs. There, there is a little. We've heard little moves, but really no one's done much. Anything big, except for the Jonathan Villar trade, I think was pretty big. Yeah. From Detroit or from uh, Houston. All right. Oh, and then, well, then we got the Craig Kimball. The Kimbrel trade from Boston which or that, from San Diego to Boston, but. Well, that that is which everyone's saying that can uh, down the future uh, in the future yeah can backfire because Kimbrel's gonna have to leave eventually right and the Red Sox gave up two prospect starters yeah. that are projected that they could be someday uh, twenty plus game winners right so that might backfire 
on Dave Dombrowski and the uh, Red Sox. And there's talk that the Cardinals are wanting Chris Davis from Baltimore. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. I think uh, I heard uh, him, and I know uh, they don't. I, I think if they can't re-sign Hayward, they'll probably uh, get Chris Crush. Um, now, get into your thing about Puig and. Uh, so, uh, you well, of course, the age that you are, you should know who this guy is. Andy Van Slyke. Yes, former Pittsburgh Pirate. Former Pittsburgh Pirate. He was assigned the hitting coach, I believe, last year of the Seattle Mariners. But he's not now, right? He's not anymore. Well, what happened was, as you know, they the first, they the second half they kicked ass, the first half they just they tanked. Mm-hmm. It was pathetic. It was horrible. Okay. Andy Fenslike says that him, the GM, and the manager all got fired only because of Robin, uh, uh, based on Robinson Cano's playing time mm-hmm. or playing how he played. Mm-hmm. That the Mariners pretty much said, "Well, here's this guy. Here's Robinson Cano." How come you guys didn't win? Right. Well, Andy Fentz, like you said, um, we only got Robinson Cano, we got Felix Hernandez. Right. How in the hell are we going to win with yeah. two players? Right. Which you can't. You can't. And then they talked to him about when he worked, he was with the Dodgers for a little bit, I guess, as a coach, mm-hmm. about how they feel about Yasuo Pig. As you know, he can be a little of a dunce at times, he can make stupid plays. Yeah, but he's got a cannon of an arm. So, right. so sometimes you got to just let. Some of the dumb stuff just like he's done, but like I guess, like he's done some stuff to piss off the Dodgers, yeah, guys in the clubhouse. And they were like, Well, any Vince Light says, Well, I can't say who, but he says, There's a guy that uh, he's the highest played player with the Dodgers, and he, if he had it his way, he would have Queen traded. Well, the DJ said, Wait, what'd you say? So the highest played player, oh, Clayton Kershaw. And the guys, Andy Van Slyke's like, uh, I didn't say, I didn't say that. I said the highest paid player. Well, put two and two together. Right. Who do you think's the highest paid player for the Dodgers? Wait. I mean Kershaw. The, this, the guy, this guy commented on Puig. Right. So the highest paid player has got to be Kershaw. Right. So pretty much like, so I guess Kershaw does not like Puig. Okay. So that's pretty much uh, what was had to be said there. Hmm. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Now, would you want Puig on the Cubs? I think he needs. I mean, for Christ's sake, he's on Weight Watchers right now. Really? Let's put him on Weight Watchers. Yeah. Um, if he can get your shit, I mean, he's a good player. Whether mm-hmm. he doesn't have his shit in gear or not, but you just you'd feel comfortable if you knew where his head is. He can give you. He can get. He can play great, but at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, where is he mentally? Mentally. And and that's, and another thing is too. Where is he physically? Well, yeah, if he's on Weight Watchers, he's two sixty five. Right. Right now, he's two sixty five. Yeah, a, an outfielder shouldn't be two sixty five. No, maybe two hundred, but not two sixty five. Um, and then that, that. Oh, so how would you feel the owner meetings happen? Yes. And of course, this is when they discuss rule changes. They discuss mm-hmm. okay, what the hell do we need to do? What we need to fix? Mm-hmm. So I'll ask you this. How would you feel of if they, like, the as you know, the Super Bowl is mm-hmm. a neutral site. Yes. It's like college. Yes. How would you feel if they decided to came out next year and they said the World Series is going to be neutral site? They're going to randomly pick a city mm-hmm. and they're going to host a World Series. I wouldn't mind it. Um, I like the fact that you don't, you're not going to play it in a National League ballpark. You're not going to play in an American League ballpark. I like the fact that it could be a neutral site. I mean, look how well it's doing for college football. Because they got that college, they got when they do the Dublin series with Notre Dame, it's it's a neutral site game. 
It's not it's not played in Notre Dame. It's not played in say Oklahoma. It's played sometimes in it, they even play games in Ireland. So I actually wouldn't mind it. Um, well, I like the fact that they're opening up about how they want you know different places to to host a World Series. So I I'd be okay with that. Like um, like if say like if the Cubs and uh, I don't know take for instance the Cubs and the Royals play a game. I wouldn't mind seeing a a game at, oh, I don't know, hmm. that's a tough one, where would, you, where would you put a game at, um, well, I'll give, okay, I'll give you an example of how these games have been done, Whitey Herzog, the great Whitey Herzog, mm-hmm. who managed the Cardinals, um, some of the great Cardinal teams and whatnot, yeah, he came out, and he says, he's been saying this, I guess, for years, mm-hmm. and one day, I guess, I don't know if he wrote a book, and he said this, or what, but he says he thinks they should do this. Have the World Series in Hawaii. Yeah. Okay. Have the first two games be a doubleheader. So game one, game two, doubleheader. Then off. Yeah. Then game three and four, doubleheader. Off. And then off, and then f- uh, five, six, seven, three straight days in a row. Right. Now, how would you feel about that? that I'd be in okay Hawaii, with that. will that game uh, stretch like that? I'd be okay with that. I mean, that's pretty. I mean, and then think about it is if you think about it with games one and two being played like they are in three and four, and then those days off right. and whatnot, you're not getting a World Series. The World Series isn't going to go until freaking uh, November, November, which it did this year. Uh, you know, it's going to say October, October, and maybe close to November. At the, like maybe the end of October, I'd say. At the most. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I actually think that'd be kind of cool. And then my next question I'll ask you before we go into anything else, because I don't really have any. Uh, well-known uh, news. Um, I guess this year there it's been talked about a lot. How do you feel about September call-ups in the forty-man roster? I think I actually think you said you said it perfectly. You give your you give your players a rest. You you know you know what you got for next year's spring training. Um, you know who you want to keep on the roster. Um, you know, but then again, who do you put in the minor leagues? Well, I mean, there's guys you can't bring up, though. Right. You know, you know what I mean? So there's some guys that stay, and there's some guys that are just, it's the, uh, like what they do with, of, uh, sure. with Schwarber, where it's like, they, they got to be a year away. Whether they like it or not, they got to be a year away. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I like that idea, because, like I said, you know, you got, you know, what if somebody gets hurt? You don't have, you, you know, you already got him on the roster. You don't have to worry about making roster moves. He's already there. Well, theoretically, I was—I think I told—I I was thinking this in my head. I know because I've done it in the show. Depending on a certain on, on the situation, yeah, you could actually have a nine-player lineup game where it's not even starters. Right. So you can have your starters rested. You can have bench players. And not having to worry about it. Right. I I, I like that. Yeah. I mean, why would you want to put have your basically have your players play 162 games basically when right. you could have your bench players play 81. Well, like, and then, like, what I think it's funny is how people, I've heard people say, well, maybe, not, I, I don't think it should be more than 40. Right. I think it should be 40, but people have said, like, maybe it should be less. Well, I don't think you want, rating-wise, I don't think you want a playoff team or playoff teams to be tired out right. and it's freaking game one. Right. Of the series. Right. You know, this isn't game, you know, five. This isn't game seven. This is game one. It's game one. Right, I, I agree. Yeah, so like I, I, 
I yeah. So I just wanted to hear your thoughts. But yeah. Oh, and they're they're uh, they're gonna expand the netting for like foul balls. I heard that. I think that's. Uh, I think that's, that's a good idea. That is a good. A idea. lot of players got a lot of fans got hurt this year from like the flying broken bats. Well, no one's beat the MLB. I didn't know this. I guess MLB's never had a fan get uh, killed. No. So why wait to have one get killed? Right. And you can um, just they've been hurt, just know, not killed, right? And luckily, no one sued. Son of a bitch, this guy can block everything. No one sued him, right? So just kind of, you know, I, I, I think, you know, I think they this need to have something. Yeah, has done really good so far. Right. I like his mentality. I like what he wants, what he doesn't want. Well, I don't think he's a dipshit. I no. like how he wants to have international baseball. I do too. I like how he's all for the World Baseball Classic. I like how he, he. I just like him in general. Yeah, uh, he's better than Sea League. I think Sea League just kind of lost. Before yeah, him. towards the end he was. And what scared me about the inmates were running like the, the uh, asylum. Well, I just think I I think he just I think I don't think it was that I just think it was one of those things where he just wanted to retire. Yeah. He knew he wanted to retire, but he just but at the same time, I mean, like, he didn't want to get kicked out, and they finally like they had to like pretty much say, okay, buddy, we're gonna kick your ass out if you don't, if you know. And what's scary about this guy is, I think he was like the NBA, mm-hmm. uh, Adam Silver was. I think this guy was the, was the right hand man of C League, mm-hmm. but he's not C League level, so I, I like that a lot. Yeah, and the the Silver guy for the NBA, he's he's not like uh, David Stern. Right. He's he's his own person, which I like. Uh, let's see, any more baseball news? I have no, nope, no baseball news. Okay. On to the NF, the No Fun League. The No Fucking League. The No Fucking League, yes, no, no, NFL. Uh, we had games this past couple weeks, no shit. Uh, we went over week nine the last time we were on, so week ten. We made our picks for week ten. Um, Buffalo and the Jets played on Thursday night, and Buffalo. Buffalo beat the Jets, 22-17. Yeah, I thought Jets could have came back and won that, but they crapped on themselves. Well, we both picked, or you actually picked Buffalo, I picked the Jets. Um, the, okay, the Jaguars and the Ravens. You picked the Ravens, yeah. and the Jaguars won 22-20. We both picked the Ravens on that one. Detroit and Green Bay. Um, oh, yeah, it was it Detroit and Green Bay? Detroit and Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detroit beat the Lions, or Detroit beat Detroit beat the Lions. Detroit beat the Packers, eighteen to sixteen. And I had Detroit. You picked Green Bay in that one. I thought they were gonna snap out of it, but apparently not. Uh, no, it's the it's the curse of Coach Ditka. <laughs> and you know, dare I say, since Jerry Rice has put on the Cowboy <coughs> uniform, uh, there's a com- okay, there's a Ditka commercial, yeah. and there's a commercial where Jerry Rice has to wear the Cowboy uniform. Yeah. Since Rice has put the Cowboy uniform on, dare I say, I think the same thing. I don't think the Cowboys are one either. So this McDonald's thing's kind of, uh, how you say, backfiring? I wouldn't say backfiring, but no. It's, if you're a Bears fan, it's ha- it's been perfect. Um, Miami and Philadelphia. Uh, i got to find it here. The, where's Miami, Philadelphia? Apparently, oh, the Dolphins won twenty to nineteen, and you picked Miami to win that one. Yes. Pittsburgh and the Cleveland. Uh, Pittsburgh won thirty to nine. Uh, we both picked Pittsburgh on that one. 
Dallas and Tampa Bay. We both took Dallas, and unfortunately, Tampa Bay won 10 to 6. Carolina and Tennessee. Uh, Carolina came out on top 27 10, so we both get the victory on that one. New Orleans and Washington. Uh, we both took Nolens. And. Washington destroyed him 47 to 14. Minnesota, Oakland. Minnesota. You took Minnesota. And Minnesota won 30 to 14. KC, Denver. We had an upset. We both took Denver. But yeah, but we didn't know whose foot was going to be torn off. Right. Kansas City ended up winning 29-13. And, and the way it sounds, Peyton won't be playing Sunday to be Brock Osweiler. I, t- I tell you, it's those Papa John pizzas. Yeah. And the way it sounds, Cutler's going to have an emotional game, so he should tear it up. He should not throw any interceptions or anything because he he'd think he'd want to win. He'd want to be the first team. Fox. You think the Fox would want to win since this is the first time he's faced um, Denver after them firing him. Right. Uh, uh, New England and the Jets, or Giants, sorry. New England beat the Giants 27-26. Giants actually gave them a run for their money. Yeah, Giants got screwed on a touchdown call. I heard about that. Um, I believe the guy, uh, Beckham Jr., I believe mm-hmm. his name is, he caught the ball. He, his foot, I guess, were inbounds. The, the, the Patriot guy swatted the ball out of his hand, even mm-hmm. though he had control of it. Mm-hmm. And they reviewed it, and they're like, well, no, obviously he didn't have control of it. But there's a lot of people saying, no, he did have control of it. Right. Because the fucking referee didn't know when to fucking blow the whistle. Right. And then... That's what happened. And then it came down to, I believe, a field goal. Uh-huh. And I believe that a kicker for the Patriots, I guess he's Poitier. Yeah, he he's, he's tied uh, Vinatieri for the the, right, the the most points by a Patriot. I believe he tied Vinatieri. Not surprising. Um, Arizona, Seattle. Arizona. We both took Seattle on this one. Arizona came out on top 39-32. This was a shootout. And the Monday night game, we both took Cincinnati, but Houston 10, JJ Cincinnati Swat 6. decided to show up. Well, actually, really, the Bengals, from what Boomer Esiason was saying, I guess the Bengals just laid an egg. Well, from what I heard is the Bengals had a chance to win it, and they fumbled the ball at the end of the game. Right, but that's what I mean was that, and then, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I guess when it counted, they, they laid an egg. fucked up. Yeah. Um, the NFL 2016... Nominees are in for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, you have 103 original candidates. You can you can go on NFL.com and select 25, and the next and the, the actually the next job will be to narrow it down to the top 25. So from 120 103, they're gonna drop it to 25. So your finalists uh, this year. Uh, I'll also mention your first timers. You have six quarterbacks on the list. You have Drew Bledsoe, very deserved going in. Brett Favre, this is his first year of eligibility. I bet you he's first ballot. Steve McNair. Really? Yeah. Okay. Phil Sims. Vinny Testaverde. Uh, and Kurt Warner is yeah. a first year eligibility. Yeah. He definitely deserves to go in. Your running backs, you have 15. Sean Alexander. Okay. Yeah, I think he should go in. Yeah, he's good. Otis Anderson. Okay. Tiki Barber. Yeah. Roger Craig from the 
from the Super Bowl uh, 49ers. Steven Davis. Yeah. Terrell Davis. This is his first uh, year of eligibility. So TD. Okay. Eddie George. Yeah. Um, yeah, somewhat. Good. Yeah. Priest Holmes. Another name I haven't heard in a while. Edger and James. Daryl Johnson. Okay. Jamal Lewis. Okay. First year of eligibility, Clinton Portis. Herschel Walker, he's also going he also could go in as a kick returner. Oh, okay. Ricky Waters. And your first year of eligibility, Brian Westbrook. Hmm. Okay. Your wide receivers. There's nine. Isaac Bruce. Bruce. Gary Clark. Five. <laughs> now Clark, he's the guy that had the miraculous catch in this for San Francisco, right? Uh he might have. I want to say he did. Henry Ellard, as well as a punt returner. Mm-hmm. Uh, now this guy's got a little star by him, but it says if he's it says caps indicate first year. He's a final. He was a finalist in twenty fifteen. Okay. Marvin Harrison, Tory Holt, okay. first year of eligibility. Terrell Owens. Sterling Sharp, nice, very deserving. Jimmy Smith, and Rod Smith. Okay, the Smith brothers. I don't know what they're brothers, but two tight ends: Mark Bavaro, Bavari, and Jay Novacek. All offensive linemen. You have nineteen of them: Tony Baselli, Jeff Bostic. From your 85 Super Bowl Bears, Jim Covert. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. Jumbo. Jumbo Jim. Uh, first ballot, or first year of eligibility, Alan Faneca. Jay Hilgenberger. Really? Okay. Chris Hinton. Okay. Kent Hull. Joe Jacoby. John Jansen. Mike Ken. Jim Lack- Lackey, Kevin Mawe, Mark May, Tim Nalen, or Tom Nalen, sorry, Nate Newton, Newton. Uh, 2015 finalist, Orlando Pace, okay. Chris Samuels, Mark Schlereth, and Steve Wis- Wisniewski. Wisniewski. Defense alignment, you have six. Dexter Manley, Charles Mann, Leslie O'Neill, Simeon Rice, Fred Smurless, and Bryant Young. Linebackers, you have Cornelis Bennett, Teddy Bruschke. Bruschke. First year, first first time on the ballot, Keith Bullock. That's possible. Um, last year's finalists also possibly could go on as a defensive end. Kevin Green. Oh, yes. Ken Harvey. Levon Kirkland, Clay Matthews. What? Clay Matthews is. On the oh ballot. yeah, yeah, okay. Not the Clay Matthews. No, that not the Clay Matthews. Yeah, his, Clay. What, his uncle or whatever. Father, I believe. Mm-hmm. Willie McGinnis, Carl Mecklenburg, Matt Millen, Sam Mills, Zach Thomas, and your first, first, first year of eligibility, Mike Vrabel. Defensive backs, you have 14, Eric Allen, Steve Atwater, Joey Browner, Leroy Butler, 
Rodney Harrison, okay. Ty Law, yeah. Albert Lewis, John Lynch, first time on the ballot, Lawyer Malloy, another first-timer, Darren Sharper, Sean Springs, Troy Vincent, Everson Walls, and Darren Woodson. Kicker Turner, kickers and punters. For uh, 2015 finalists, Morton Anderson, Gary Anderson, first time first first time on the ballot, John Carney, Jason Elam, Sean Landetta, and Nick Lowry. Special teamers, special teams and position players. First time on the ballot, long snapper, Ethan Albright. Yeah. Brian Mitchell, also running back. Steve Tasker, also wide receiver. Coaches, Don Corey, this is a 2015 guy. Don Coriel, Bill Cower, 2015 nominee, Tony Dungy, Tom Flores, Mike Holmgren, 2015 nominee, Jimmy Johnson, Chuck Knox, Buddy Parker, Richie Pettibon, Dan Reeves, Pete Rodriguez, Lou Sabin, Marty Schottenheimer, Clark Shognessy, and Dick Vermeil. Those are your 2016 Modern Era nominees for the, for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Their selector's next job will be to take those 103 and minimum to 25, which I think will be very hard. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, names, names on there. Now on to the ice. Uh, we got not much going on for hockey. The Hawks are kind of in a, I wouldn't say a rut, but they're kind of in a, they want, they lost to Calgary, I believe, the other night, correct? Yeah, uh, yes. Um, they, I, right now, but it's not going to hurt, it didn't hurt them any because they're 11, 7, and 2. They're fifth in the conference, and I believe what I tell you, second in the division. Um, third, fourth in the division. Sorry, it's fourth in the central. Um, right now, if the wild card were to take place, they would be first in the wild card. They're, they're uh, um, I believe the points. They're a point ahead of Minnesota, so that's where they would be if they were to start a playoff, right? The the uh, wild card playoffs right now. The black if the black if the playoffs were to start right now, the Blackhawks would face the King, what? or the Blackhawks would be the wild card one seed, and the Kings would be the P one P one whatever P one is. The King, oh, they're first in the Pacific. Okay. So it would be number one against number one. Okay. Uh, Dallas will play Minnesota. St. Louis will play Nashville. And San Jose will play Arizona. So as of right now, no Anaheim. Yeah, yeah I don't, I, Anaheim's going to wake up eventually. And no um, Nashville. Oh, Nashville should be in the West. Yeah, Nashville's third. Well, why weren't they in the uh, playoff thing? Or were they? Oh, they were. They play St. Louis. Okay. 
Um, Calgary is eight, twelve, and one. Anaheim is seven, nine, and four. Vancouver is seven, seven, and six. And Winnipeg is nine, nine, and two. Colorado is seven, eleven, and one. And Edmonton is seven, twelve, and one. Um, as for the Eastern Conference at the playoffs for a start right now, Montreal would face the Devils. Ottawa would play Detroit. How about this battle? New York Rangers and the New York Islanders. Holy shit, I fuck with now. <laughs> and Washington and Pittsburgh. Oh, okay, not bad. Not bad. Uh, Tampa Bay is eight nine nine and three. Boston is nine eight and one. Florida is eight eight and three. Buffalo is eight nine and two. Toronto is seven nine and four. Philadelphia is six eight five. Columbus is eight thirteen and zero, and Carolina is six ten and three. Um, I'm gonna actually our beloved Rockford Ice Hogs. Um, right now are doing pretty damn good. They're uh, they're hot right now. Uh, they got Cup coming into town on Sunday, which should be pretty pretty uh, interesting. They're in fourth place right now at 9, 4, and 1, and 2. They have 21 points. Somehow they're behind Chicago. Somehow. I don't, I don't get that. But somehow they're fourth. Oh, that was... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, somehow they're fourth. Yeah, they lost to the Griffins the other night, which snapped their 10-point game streak. Or they've gotten a point at least in 10 games. So that their point streak was snapped by the Griffins in a three to two loss in regulation. Um, we're actually going to the game tomorrow. Um, we're gonna go try and get a picture taken with the cup. Again, try. Um, I guess. I can make my. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, but I can make Mike Michael Jordan in this game seven foot ten. <laughs> nice. Oh. And this is what their this is what their website is saying. The Rockford Ice Hogs are proud to host the Stanley Cup at the BMO Harris Bank Center on Sunday, November twenty second, when the Lake Erie Monsters come to town for a four PM game. The Hogs anticipate a large crowd, which I've heard it's already uh Yes, and encourage all fans to play accordingly. Doors open to the doors to the BMO will open for season ticket holders at one o'clock. At the season ticket holder entrance on Chestnut Street, people who purchase the special VIP ticket plan will be granted access to the building at 2 through the entrance of Main, located underneath the stairwell. General admission will begin an hour before puck drop at 3 o'clock. The cup will be displayed for fans to pose for photos on first-come, first-served bases in the Hog Heaven Party Deck. Other trophies on display include the Conn Smythe Trophy, the Jennings Trophy, the Messier Leadership Award, and the Clarence S. Campbell Cup. In order to accommodate as many fans as possible, each individual group will be allowed one photo with the Stanley Cup, either from a personal image capturing device, such as a cell phone, or from a professional photographer provided by the Ice Hogs. Those who elect to use the professional photographer will be allowed to download their photos within a few days for the event of a small fee with a portion of proceeds going to the Ice Hawks Charitable Foundation. Event parking will open up at 10 a.m. on Sunday for, for um, a ticket to the game. Does not guarantee a chance to see or get a photo taken with the cup. Fans will only be allowed to get in line one time to see the cup. The first 2,500 fans in attendance will also receive a Blackhawks Stanley Cup poster 
featuring the former 13 Ice Hogs who were part of the 2015 team. A limited number of tickets remain for the... No, they do not. Um, so, general admission is at 3 o'clock. That's when we can get in the door. Um, you can, from 3 at 3.45 to 4.10, the on-ice presentation with the Stanley Cup. And then at 4.10 to 6.45, the cup returns to Hog Heaven for viewing. So probably right when we get there, I'd say we go right to the cup to get a picture if we want a picture. Right. I'd say get it done and over with before the game starts. Okay. NBA. We've had some rough patches with the Bulls. They actually lost, got their, I don't know, well, they didn't lose by much last night. They lost to the very good... Golden State Warriors. Yesterday's, we had a bunch of games go on last night. The Hornets beat the Sixers, not surprising, 113-88. The Celtics beat the Nets, 120-95. The Grizzlies beat the Rockets, 94-86. The Knicks beat the Thunder, 93-90. The Pelicans beat the Spurs, 104-90. The Pistons beat the Wolves, 96-86. The Jazz lost to the Mavericks, 102-93. The Suns, who lost to the Bulls the night before, on Thursday, came back with a vengeance and beat the Nuggets, 114-107. The Clippers beat the Blazers, or no, the Blazers beat the Clippers, 102-91. The Warriors beat the Bulls, 106-94. And the Raptors beat the Lakers, 102-91, because the Lakers still don't know who they are. Uh, there's two games going on today. Uh, as of right now, at halftime, the Kings lead the Magic 53-47. And at 6 o'clock tonight, we have your Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Indiana Pacers. Um, I think that's it for basketball. Let me check just to make sure. Uh, Kobe Bryant uh, says, if something doesn't change for the Lakers, this season will be his last. Yeah, he's getting really pissed off at how the play's been. He's not been doing too good either. He's been in a slump. Yeah, he's been in a... Uh, I wouldn't say it's... Uh, he's been more of a slump than anything. Um, There was a couple stories I forgot to get into for football when we were in a football, but that's okay. I, that's fine. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's just, he's, he's slowing down. He's he's getting up there in age. I I think it's time for him to call it quits. I don't know about you, but I've never really been a Kobe fan. I yeah, I think he's a good player, but I will agree. I can see why maybe some people might not like him. He, not I know uh I know uh he's kind of, he's been known to uh pull shit. I also know that uh. I know there's a lot of people that rather uh they, they okay so Kobe Bryant had a wedding mm -hmm. and he and he invited a bunch of players to have it mm -hmm. come to it right yes. bachelor party yes well no one showed up well because when Shaquille O'Neal got married mm -hmm. when he I guess he or I think there's something he would throw parties and whatnot and Kobe Bryant would be a little bitch about it right and not show up so pretty much that kind of tells you about what former teammates feel about Kobe Bryant. Right. I think he, at times he can be a ball hog. I don't think he's as bad as uh, uh, Dwayne Wade or LeBron, but I think he can be just as bad. Mm -hmm. um, 
I mean, they had Steve Lakers for year had Steve Nash, and every time for Steve Nash, you, you'd forget they had Steve Nash. Yeah. Because and of how what Kobe was. shit Kobe would be. Kobe's just I I feel like he's more of a ball hog than anything. Like he he doesn't he doesn't want he's not a team player. He's 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 for himself. The way I see it. I mean, he's the way I see yes. it. He's he's more for himself. He's not he's not a team player. All right. Um, I think if there's not, if you don't have, you have anything else? Because I actually, I remember something I want to say. Oh, okay, go ahead. Okay, so my mind. So anybody that has been oh shit, curious job. about what the hell is going on when it comes to football in LA, I have it all figured out. Well, sort of from this amazing article. So pretty much, this is what you guys need to know. Since day one of the so we we've heard. Rams and Raiders, and for Chargers. This is what you guys need to know. I guess since day one, since the guy, and I forget his name, bought the, uh, well, fuck you. The Rams? The Rams. He's been wanting the move. As a matter of fact, since Roger Goodell uh, has came into the NFL league, mm-hmm. he's wanted, uh, I guess he's wanted um, them to go to L.A. too. And pretty much what happens is the Rams though could get fucked because right now the Raiders and the Chargers want to go to uh, L.A. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing though. Stan Kroenke, right? Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. No one's made an offer to go. San Diego hasn't tried to keep the Chargers, mm-hmm. and the Oakland Raiders have. Oakland hasn't tried to keep the Raiders. Okay. The Raiders. However, the St. Louis Rams have offered nine hundred and nine million or nine million nine hundred dollars to nine ninety nine. Okay. To keep the Rams and are willing to give up a billion to two billion to build them a new stadium. Okay. Because they feel the Rams feel like their stadium is a piece of shit. Well, yeah, because a lot of people have been, I guess, like from what I heard, like a lot of people have been slipping and falling on the like, like around the field because of that, like there's concrete or some shit. Well, um, how true do we know is the Reggie Bush? Is that legit that he is gonna sue them? I would. It wouldn't surprise me if he does. Because I heard I keep hearing I heard a couple times on ESPN, and I thought like, okay, ha ha, he, he. But I guess it. Last I heard, it sounds like it oh, could happen. What the hell is his name? What the hell is her? Uh, um, is it Edward Jones Dome or something? That's what I'm trying to find. I thought that's what was a Charger Stadium, but it's not. Um, but anyway, so right now, but now this is what's funny is to tell you how bad St. Louis, like this guy, Kronicki, wants to move his team to LA. Mm-hmm. He's already purchased a a a a a, a, a uh, here after here. Uh, St. Louis Comptroller to oppose stadium financing bill. Okay, let's, let's just click on it and then. Darlene Green announced that she will oppose the stadium financing plan now before the city's board of aldermen saying the aldermanic bill to fund construction of a new riverfront football stadium is fiscally respons- is not fiscally responsible. The comptroller said she was worried about worried that the current plan creates a funding gap for the city's uh, and puts its credit rating at risk. 
So the way it sounds is St. Louis will not be getting a stadium in St. Louis. Or if they do, it'll have to be purchased by the Rams themselves. Now, originally, well, that, well, that's where I came in. Stan Kroenke has an area of land owned near a, uh, I believe, the Hollywood Airport, I guess mm-hmm. it's called. So they, however, for the team that is to join um, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. the NFL has already picked out land for them. Mm-hmm. Um, we both we know. I think the one stadium. I don't know about the other one. But the well, the stadium that's gonna be built. Yeah. Will hold lacrosse. Can hold lacrosse, soccer, soccer, football, of course, and hockey. So like an outdoor stadium uh-huh. game. But this other stadium hasn't been built yet. But it's supposed to be built soon. The Rams owner. Um. So pretty much. Uh. And I guess the Chargers and the Raiders have both came out. Yeah, that came out. Of, that was actually not too while ago. I didn't know. I, didn't, I thought you heard that. No. Um, we'll get into that when I'm done with mine. Um, pretty much that they're, they're willing to share a stadium. However, the NFL doesn't want two AFC teams to uh, share a stadium. Mm-hmm. So there are talks of them maybe one of the two going to the NFC and the other one to the AFC. But at the same time, I think the NFL wants them. Some people in the NFL want the Rams to be the second team sharing a stadium. Mm-hmm. But Kroenke's a dick. And I guess right now, if anything, it would be the Chargers and the Raiders. But I'm guessing one of them going to... Yeah, NFC. If anything, but right. at the same time, who knows? Which I want mine seeing the. Like I was telling you, I think the Chargers would be better than the NFC. Yeah. Um, basketball news: We actually have one. Um, the Rockets, Houston Rockets, have fired coach Kevin McHale, according according to Adrian Wojnarowski of Yahoo Sports. Assistant JB Bickerstaff has been named interim coach, and from what I hear, he's not doing too good as an interim coach. Yeah, but he uh, Mikhail led the Rockets to the, the Rockers, the Rockets to the Western Conference Finals last season. But Houston has gotten off to disastrous four and seven start despite increasing expectations. Wojnowski reports that the lackluster start forced the Rockets to take action before they wanted to. They had acquired Ty Lawson in the offseason trade with Denver, uh, which was thought to make the Rockets competitive with the Warriors, Clippers, Spurs, and the Thunder. McHale went 109 and 126 since taking over the Rockets in 2011, making him the winningest coach in franchise history, leading to the playoffs each of the last three seasons. Right. He gave McHale, uh, Houston gave McHale a three-year, full guaranteed, $12 million extension last season. So yeah, uh, J.R. Smith of the Cavaliers is accused of choking high schoolers. Attorney calls allegations absolutely false. Of course they do. He's been accused of choking the 19-year-old high school's New York City high school student in Chelsea neighborhood. The alleged incident took place on November 13th, which was last Friday, in the late night, early morning before the Cavs took on the Knicks. Police sources tell the Daily News that Smith was accused of confronting a teenager after he raised Raz Smith for being traded to the Cavs by the Knicks last season. The reported incident occurred around 4 a.m. outside of Artichoke's Basil Pizza near the popular New York Lounge, or One Oakland. Uh, he hasn't spoken to the police since the alleged incident, but did send out a tweet on Friday night telling his followers not to believe everything you read. His attorney did address me to questions on the incident, calling the allegations absolutely false. Of course he's going to speak. So, of course. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Colin Kaepernick has been played on, placed on IR. 
The season is over. Have placed a demoted quarterback on injured reserve with a shoulder injury. He was benched in favor of backup Blaine Gabbert two weeks ago. Gabbert led the Niners to win over the Falcons that week, and Gabbert was named the starter for this week's game against the Seahawks, which we know what happened. Yeah. Or no, they play this. Uh, they play tomorrow. Yeah. Not long after, with Kaepernick done for the season, declared Gabbert's it's Gabbert's team for the rest of the season. Um, Gabbert gets another chance at proving he can be a franchise quarterback. Taking the place of Kaepernick on the active roster is Dylan Thompson, who was called up from the practice squad. Thompson is rookie and drafted free agent out of South Carolina. Kaepernick completed 59% of his passes. Um, the numbers were on track for it to be his career worst. He was passing for 1,615 yards, six touchdowns, and five picks in eight starts. Um, yeah, that's not not good at all. Not good at all. Um, it's pretty much all I have for football news. Um, I don't want that. I want the audacity. I want the. I have the audacity. Yes. Um, we are going to take a short break, and we will be back with more news. You'll uh, finish this half of the show with uh, pretty much we got. Uh, we got a UFC fight, a shocker. Mm-hmm. We have a uh, boxing fight. I got the catch. We have two nights of PWG, and we have a man's career, which we're going to take a retrospective. And we also have, well, we have a lot of wrestling news, like Donald said, and I actually want to get into a match I watched. It was a Pride DVD that I got for yes, that I picked up. So we'll get to that when we come back from the break. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. This is Greg for the Shell Shrink Network. If you'd like to give us a donation, go to patreon.com slash network. Give us a donation. Donations are to be at least a dollar. If you choose to give us a donation, email us, shellshock.jones424 at gmail.com. Tell us your name and give us your proof of donation, and we'll be happy to shut you out on the next show. We thank you very much for your donations. If you choose to not donate, that's fine. If you choose to listen, that's great. At least you're listening, and we're happy that you're listening, downloading, whatever you're doing to get get us in your ears. Thank you so much if you do donate, because it helps the show. It pays for bandwidth. SoundCloud's not free. So thank you again for the donation. Again, that is patreon.com slash shellshocknetwork. Patreon.com slash shellshocknetwork. Once again, that is patreon.com slash shellshocknetwork. And to get your shout-out, you have to email us, shellshock.jones424 at gmail.com. Shellshock.jones424 at gmail.com. If there's any other way to tell us that you donated with a proof of donation, do that. But I would think the easiest way is to email us at shellshock.jones424 at gmail.com. Hey, MSR. Hey, what's up? Hey, uh, do you like geeky things? I love geeky things, Chunky Larry. How much do you love geeky things? I would say at least a seven. A seven? That's yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Do you know where you can get geeky things? Um, I mean, I, I have a few places on the internet I go to. Um, well, geek- the one place you want to go on the internet is geeksoftheindustry.com. Because it's got geeks at the beginning. 
Oh, that, that that's a good point. Geeks of the industry dot com. You say, what is that? What is that about? What is that? Well, you know, it's got a little bit of everything. It's got cartoons, movies, music, video games, wrestling. You know, anything that's geeky that you're into, you'll probably be able to find at geeksoftheindustry.com. I can watch all of those things? No, no, no. It's a podcast website. You listen to things. Oh. Podcasting. You can download them from the website, or you can, you know, subscribe to one of the shows on Stitcher or iTunes. What was that website again? That's geeksoftheindustry.com, my good friend. I'm going to go right now. Yeah, sorry, my brother. You've got to get your own. Well, let me tell you something, dude. One place I'm not banned is Butts and Seeds Podcast, brother. My main man, Frank Harris, and Josh the Thunder from Down Under Armour review WCW Podcast, man, and they're from the 90s. Black Blood's music, it's fucking hilarious. He looks like the combination of Kane and the members of Doom, and his music yeah. sounds like a breaker from Beverly Hills 90210. There's also interviews and special episodes, man, and you can get it for free, brother, on iTunes and Stitcher. What you gonna do when butts and seats run wild on you, man? Celebrity voice impersonated. Welcome back. We've missed you. Not really. Not really. Um, yes, we're opening up beers at the sh- on the show. God damn! <laughs> Give me a Steve Weiser, and I'll be drunk as a skunk. Our first line of business after this, after our little break, we're gonna get it. We get into WWE slash NXT. Uh, if you want our on our our. Uh, Thoughts on NXT? Why? Uh, listen to the Shell Shock. Shell Pod. Shell Pod. Almost said the Shell Pod. The Shell Shock Pod. The Shell Cock Network. What? <laughs> listen to the Shell Pod, and you'll get our our uh, review on NXT. Um, Survivor Series is this Sunday. Um. We um, again, if you want to hear our picks, picks again, listen to the show pod. Show pod. Uh, there is going to be a five-on-five traditional Survivor Series match. Um, I forget who's going to be in it. Um, it's not like I got this thing called the internet. Um, what's that? What's that? What's that all? Um, it's, I'm thinking it's going to be a good show. It's Undertaker's 25 years. I'm thinking it's going to be a good show. Yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking too. I would hope. Okay, so there's been a couple matches added. Uh, Ziggler is gonna face Tyler Breeze. Yes, that no fair. So there's another. So there's one we could pick because we did the wrestling, but we just didn't do the ones that's been added. So Ziggler and Tyler Breeze. I'm saying Breeze. We did the Charlotte and Page one. 
the we did the tournament finals. We did Kane. Um, we did. Oh no, they haven't announced those five on five yet. Okay. Um, presented that, that. Okay, so Survivor Series this year is presented by Rollies. Because yes. when you watch a Taker match, you might get acid indigestion. No, yeah, heartburn. That, that's that's a perfect thing for. So they're pro they haven't announced the five on five, so I don't know if it's gonna be like a surprise or surprise. Surprise, you get a five on five. Um, but uh, we'll have to see how that goes. Um, three former TNA wrestlers have been spotted at an NXT taping. Yes. Um, of course you got um. Austin Aries. Well, you got. Of course, you got James Storm, who's who's going to be wrestling uh, this coming week on NXT. He's facing Adam Rose. You had Gunner show up, and you had Austin Aries. Uh, there was a guy on Twitter. I don't remember who it was, but he said, well, Austin Aries is carrying luggage. Why would he be carrying luggage just to stop and say hi? Exactly. So, like, he, I bet you he wrestles on NXT. I bet you there's going to be a – it'll be on the – Next bat, next batch of tapings. Mm -hmm. So probably for maybe December yeah. or January. Um, on the other hand, there's no word on what Gunner was doing. He, I guess he was just there. Uh, WWE has signed former CMLL New Japan talent La Zambra. Nice. Uh, now you were telling me about this guy. He's, he, I think you've seen him wrestle. Yeah, he's not bad. Um, he used I to have be a, a former IWGP Intercontinental Champion and a CMLL Universal Champion. I don't know what the Universal Champion is, but he's a former. He's a former champion. Uh, TNA, <laughs> our favorite wrestling corporation, what? is yeah. got a TV deal finally. Gonna be on Pop. Which I like to pop Dixie Carter right in the mouth. My former fist. TV Guide channel. Um, apparently it's moving to Tuesday nights, so... So if you thought no one was watching before... No one's going to be watching now. Uh, SmackDown, SmackDown will officially air in January on USA. It will not be on, um, I'm guessing it's going to be on the same night, Thursday night. I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything whether or not it's going to be live yet or, or anything like that. Um, we had a NXT event. You want our NXT stuff? Check out the D and J. Um, or not D and J. Sorry, we're on D and J. Shell Pod for our review on NXT for this week. Um, other, other WWE news, uh, WWE came out and a boogeyman is d doing a sh studio shoot interview. He's going to have a DVD. Okay. Hmm. Well, that'll be very interesting. Um, as we, uh, WWE, or he's signed a legends deal with WWE. They've also signed the man we would not speak of that pisses everybody off. Well, Donald. Mainly is uh, we said that I think before 
Like but yeah, yeah, Graham, and so, uh, and then Tito's or uh, uh Buffalo, Tatanka, which I think we've said before in a D and J. Um, no news. Oh, Steve Austin is going to be inducted to the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame finally. That's right. Gonna drink some Steve Weisers. Gonna get inducted in the Hall of Fame. Uh, WWE has came out and said they're planning to sign more Ring of Honor and Lucha Underground guys. So, there could be a possibility we could see um, more Ring of Honor guys coming to WWE. There's talk that um, Chris Saban wants to get in WWE. Correct? Yes, that, that's the one I'm hearing. I know I don't, and Helico is one from Lucha Underground, Terry mm-hmm. Picasso, and Sexy Star. Um, AJ Styles has decided he's not going to renew his contract with NJPW. So that means, as of right now... I actually texted that to you guys the other night, or actually last night, that he decided he's not going to renew his contract with Ring of Honor or New Japan. So I would hope he would fulfill his obligations and do this match at Wrestle Kingdom, and then that'll be it. But... Who know? I would hope so. Um, I would think he would, and then probably after that, after Wrestle Kingdom, I'm thinking he'd probably be in WWE. Um, he'll probably sign the deal, but it'll be a while before we see him on the tapings. Jesse Sorensen, former TNA superstar Jesse Sorensen, was on an NXT taping. Um, he'll be he he's gonna face Apollo Cruz. On the one on on this coming Wednesday's episode. Okay. So we get to see Jesse. Uh, this is also gonna be the same episode we're gonna see. Uh, Storm face Adam Rose. So we're gonna see a party partier take on a take on the party pooper. How fucking ironic. Um. And it's gonna be also announced this Wednesday that uh, Wild General Manager. William Regal is on leave. Michael Cole is going to be your new GM. Yes. Yeah. Now, again, on leave. Not the he's not. He's uh, not the permanent. 100%. He's, just, he's an interim. He's, he's going to be there. Regal will probably return for uh, takeover. Takeover. Yes. But in the meantime, Michael Cole is going to be your GM. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, honestly, it's not Kevin Dunn and McMahon right now. I'm fine. Yes. So we'll have to see how that goes. And remember, we barely seen Google when he was healthy. That's true. So hopefully we won't see. And uh, Michael Cole is going to officiate the contract signing between Samoa Joe and Finn Balor. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Yay! Um, but Regal should be back on be on the UK tour in December and NXT Takeover London December sixteenth. So that'll be good. Oh, he's not re-signing. Sorry, he's no somebody. Uh, he's no longer under contract with Ring of Honor New Japan Wrestling. So. Yay! Okay, in your opinion, Donald. Yay! I, I want your opinion on this. Should WWE bring back the women's tag team championship? Well, for them to do that, they gotta get more women. But I would get some. I, I, Try it out in before. NXT. Yeah, try it out in NXT, but uh, yeah, I'd like to. That'd be cool. 
And here's, who would you give it to? If they were to bring it back, who would you give it to? Uh, I, your who would I, who would your consensus would be say your say your consensus would say Bellow, but who would I give it to? Yeah, you got the Bellows of course as a tag team. You got Team Bad. You got Charlotte and well no because Charlotte and Becky Lynch aren't a thing. But you got who could you team Natalia with? They haven't been teaming Natalia with anyone lately, so... Right, so why would you do it now? Um, hmm, who would I team Natalia with? Honestly, I don't know who the fuck you'd give it to. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of a toss-up on who who you'd give it to. Um, SmackDown. Apparently no one showed up for SmackDown, Katie. No, people showed up, just not what they want. In an area, in, a, in, in the area, like in the one area. Apparently the one, like two... Aisles were empty of fans, apparently, from what I from what I sh- showed you guys. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, big WWE news, actually. Um. Oh, well, TNA is not report or not paying for their time slot. Apparently, that's what everybody's saying. Big WWE news. Dolph Ziggler mm-hmm. has came out and said, in two years, he's going to retire. In two years, okay. he's going to retire from pro wrestling. This is from Steve Carrier in Feature News, WWE News. So this uh, sounds legit. Um, the way it, I don't know why, but apparently he wants to call it quits. He wants to pursue other other stuff. So I don't. I don't know. I it's, yeah, okay. he's still young. Yeah, and he hasn't really gotten injured, so um that's that's kind of funny about that. And as you mentioned, Survivor Series is gonna be on high alert. Yes. Uh possible terrorist attacks at Survivor Series. It's okay because there, there, they'll be attacked back because everyone knows. Everyone knows there's gonna be all the Roman Reign haters that are gonna be angry when Roman Reign wins the title. Mm. Hopefully it doesn't. Um, hopefully it doesn't stop Summer or Survivor Series from going on the air. Um, hopefully, but uh, no. it is still planned to go on, so we'll have to see. What happened? And if anything, they can make the Survivor Series card into a Monday Night Raw card. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, put that on Monday Night. Yeah, on Monday Night Raw. Um, apparently, this is all over everywhere. Yeah, because my sister said it's like I guess it was like on, it's like a big thing on Facebook. My sister doesn't follow any wrestling sites, any nothing. Eric Young says wrestling. TNA is the Nickelback of pro wrestling. Oh, because they suck. I mean, that's why you said they're Nickelbacks. They suck. Yes. They won't go away. They won't go away. Um. Sony is adding PlayStation 2 backwards compatibility to PS4. It's too late now. Dumbass has already got one. Okay. Um. See, Cena's not on TV because he's doing a 
episode of TV series or TV show. Um, yeah, I can't find it now. Um, it says Corey Taylor will pay for slapping wrestler Baron Car Corbin. So apparently, we might see a match between Corey Taylor. Yeah. Hacker Collective Anonymous admits it was Raw General Manager. K-Fade News. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Ah, that's funny. Um, that is funny, but it's kind of, at the same time, it's like, really? Uh, you know uh, ISIS wants to mess with wrestling. Time for Cena to bury another faction. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but and on a, yeah, it's on a positive note. Um, Ooh, holy shit! That'd be interesting. I would love. To, I would something. Um, as I know, as I mentioned, we went to a wrestling event last night. Very well put together. It was at Genoa Kingston High School in Genoa. Um, very, very good. Um, very well put together. They had the high school band playing during intermission. Before the match started, they had like the band perform the Star Spangled Banner. Like, the band was performing. They had a dance team, which I didn't fucking get. I just, yeah, that was kind of, I was like, anyone paid attention to that. I don't, yeah. Um, the matches. We're really good. Um, we had I don't I don't remember like the matches in order, but I know we had a the title match was for the main event. We had a a match if the the winner the were it was T Steel a Steel versus, like a monster uh, machine. or machine. It was if machine won, machine got the briefcase. Well, we know how that went down. Machine didn't get the briefcase. Uh, Machine's actually a really good wrestler. Yeah, he's very entertaining. Very entertaining wrestler. Um, we saw a guy dressed as a uh, lucha libre, which was pretty funny. Uh, came out with a pinata, which I thought was pretty cool. Donald said this is like the best fucking thing he's ever seen. <laughs> the guy hit the. He's from Mexico. What was it? Uh, Mexico City, Missouri. Yeah, Mexico City, Missouri. He hit the he hit his opponent with the uh, pinata and it exploded full of candy and it, it looked like a uh, looked like everybody was run to find a Turbo Man doll because like little kids were running after the candy. Right. Um, we saw the GM of the show. Uh, it's begin. It it kind of makes you think it's it's like the Stephanie McMahon angle, like it's Stephanie and Triple H. Like, Triple H has got the briefcase for the money in the bank, and it's kind of like that angle. Um, at, uh, Joey Rose uh, took on uh, Jack Carpenter. Very good match. Yeah, it was very good. Um, Joey Rose would end up picking up the victory. Um, the main event match for the title, holy shit, that guy is tall. He kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Mysterious Q. Yes. Um, he's built like Mysterious Q. I, I don't think it was, though. Because they called him something else. They called him, like, uh, what was it? A... I forget what they called him, but... Uh, yeah. If I can find the 
roster here. Um, We're with M80? Yeah, M80. Yeah. But, uh, but no, very good show last night. Uh, very, very entertaining. It was very well put together, like I said. So, but look forward to it next year. They come back when they come back. Look forward to it. Um, so, on that note, um, I want we, me and Donald, we, I, we decided to watch night one or night two. Well, yeah, we watched two nights. I was gonna watch night three, but something happened and totally like. I got doing other stuff and forgot to watch it. Of the PWG Battle of LA 2015. Now, night one is. I think night one and two ran together because night one was round one and I think round night two was round two. So. But night one, um, we saw match one is Cage and Aerostar. Um, for. Being a bigger guy versus a smaller guy, not a bad match. No. There was a lot of high spots. Yes. Um, there was a lot of low spots, but in the end, the big bastard cage would get the victory. Match two. WWE hopeful Biff Busick taking on Adam Everett. Now, from what you saw from Biff Busick, what are your what is your opinion on him? Um, I thought he's very good, and I like how WWE wants to uh, sign him. Sign him. I think he's very talented, and I can't blame. Him. I, I agree. He's very good. Um, I, I think it, I think I can see him being like an Owens, where maybe he's in NXT for like maybe a couple months or a year before he gets brought up. But uh, I, I was very impressed with Beth Houston. I was too, and Adam, that Andrew Everett's not bad. Uh, very back and forth match, very high flying, um, very entertaining match. Um, Biff Music would end up picking up the victory via submission. Match three is Andrews versus Osprey. Um, as Osprey, very high flying again, very entertaining match, back and forth. Um, Osprey hits a lot of springboard moves. Yes. Um, in this match. Um, Osprey would end up picking up the victory. Match four, another WWE hopeful, Rich Swan, and his partner Ricochet, the Inner City Machine Guns, <laughs> which I thought was pretty cool. The very clever name for these two guys. Taking on Angelico and Evans. Now Angelico is another uh, guy that could be signed yes, with WWE. WWE really has a lot of interest in And Jack Evans. Mm, it's Jack Evans. This match starts off as a dancing contest. Yes, both men doing their uh, best dance moves. Uh, I think the best moves has to go to Puma. <laughs> or uh, Ricochet. Yes. Um, and Rich Swan is just fucking fantastic. But fan uh, phenomenal. Yeah, very amazing. I've seen a couple of his matches in PWG and very good wrestler. Um, if WWE gets him, holy shit, they're it's Xavier Woods 2.0. Yeah, very... He's got that mentality, but he can actually fly, and he's built just uh, like him. So. so yes, very, very good, uh, very good wrestler. Um, P 
People's Moonsault by Ricochet. It's all of a sudden the chance of People's Moonsault. People's Moonsault chance, double neck breaker, and your winners, Angelico and Jack Evans. Our next match is Trevor Lee taking on Trent Beretta. Greg's favorite wrestler. The great Trent Beretta. This is back and forth. Not even funny. No, at one point I thought Beretta was going to win this match, actually. Yes. And, but in the end, Trevor Lee got the uh, victory. Got the lead, yeah. I believe he had him with the clothesline. Yeah, wrong. I did. Match 6, the Battle of the Luchas. Pentagon and Dragon. Yes. Holy shit, this match was fucking phenomenal. I hope they have more match. I don't think they... Did they ever have a match in Lucha? No, not to my knowledge. They probably haven't seen MLL. No, Triple H. Or Triple H. Yeah, I, I wouldn't... Yeah, they'd have to. Because holy shit, this was fucking awesome. Pentagon... Like, the kicks by Pentagon and the kicks by Drago. Holy shit. Very vicious kicks. Very vicious chops. The the one chop at Pentagon when Drago was in the ropes. The fucking... Oh my god. I got, I quinged. Very hard chops by Pentagon. In the end, Pentagon would get the package pile driver and pick up the victory off from, Dra from Drago. Final round of the round one. Final, final match of round one. Matt Saddell taking on Phoenix. Very high-flying. Yes, very entertaining. very entertaining. I think this is probably... I wouldn't say the best Seidel match I've seen, uh, singles-wise, but probably right up there. Yeah. And as far as Phoenix, I think this is one of like, the second or third time I've seen him, because I have seen him wrestle on Lucha, right. but this match, I think they worked, they had chemistry together. And I think this is an awesome fucking match. Seidel would end up winning with the uh, uh, Shooting Star. the reborn again. Yeah, reborn again. Shooting Star Press. And we're on to our main event of night one of the PWG Bowl. It's Matt Rushmore, the Young Bucks, and Roderick Strong. When At first, when Donald saw the Young Bucks, he's like, oh shit, this is going this is, this is to be great. And taking on, it was either Eurostash or Eurotrash. I think it was Eurostash. Eurostash. Which is Zack Sabre Jr., Marty Scroll, and Tommy Hendrick. Now, Zack Sabre's a fucking awesome wrestler. Yes, sir. I think he's one of the W's that had a lot of interest in him. I think this was probably, this is actually, for when we do a later episode, this match made my list. Really? Yes. Because this match was fucking amazing. For match of the year. I think this match was fucking phenomenal. Holy shit. All, three, all six guys can fucking go. And like I was telling you after we watched this, I think this is probably one of my favorite matches I've seen in the Young Bucks. Yes. Yeah, this is probably the only time I've actually liked the Young Bucks in a match. I mean, it's not the fact that they were with Roderick Strong, but shit. I think all three men, from what I've seen of them, this is probably one of my favorite matches I've done. Because holy shit. This match was back and forth. Uh, I don't think either one of them. There was times all, uh, both teams had an advantage. Yeah. Um, I think at one time, the Eurostash had the bigger, had the most advantage. The more, 
they had the advantage the more times. But um, in the end, we see the Meltz, Meltz, the Melter driver, Melter driver, and the Young Bucks and Roderick Strong pick up the victory. That's end of night one. Holy shit, I'm enjoying PWG. Um, I don't think, I don't think I've ever seen, I don't think I've ever watched a PWG event. Maybe I have, I just forgot about it, but this has to probably be next to reality wrestling, which I, which I've got to get caught up on some behind a reality wrestling. Besides that, this is probably one of my favorite wrestling corporations. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Very good. Besides, like I said, besides reality wrestling and maybe that. Uh, West Coast yeah. Wrestling Connection, but uh, this one has to be one of my top favorite wrestling show, wrestling organizations. Um, actually, we didn't finish night two, so I don't know if you want to get into it or not. From what I've seen, Marty Skrull took on Rich Swan. Uh, Skrull would pick up the victory. Uh, and Helico took on Jack Evans. Slow match. Very slow. Yeah, very, very slow. Uh, vicious knees by Angelico. Uh, Turnbuckle's razor's edge. I thought it was pretty cool by Angelico. Yeah, that was very, very awesome. It looked like it really hurt. Uh, fucking, and, uh, was it Jack Evans does a crane kick? Yeah, he did a crane kick. I thought that was pretty cool, too. And your winner is Jack Evans. Chris Hero took on Timothy Thatcher. Bowling shoe ugly. But not a bad match. Chris, from what I've seen from Chris Hero, is not a bad wrestler. Wish he could have worked out in WWE, but unfortunately, as we know, it didn't happen. Chris Hero would pick up the victory. Match four. Aerostar and Phoenix taking on Pentagon and Drago. So it's the Battle of the Masks. <laughs> um, this match, fucking, I put my match, I put my notes, spot galore. Yes, exactly. I I could not take my eyes off the TV to write notes with this match. Fucking spots galore. Um, I think this will be another one that'll probably be on my list for match of the year because this was a good one too. Um, Drew Gulak. We stopped off with Drew Gulak and Tani N. Um, so if you guys want to check it out, you guys can check it out. Um, it's worth a watch. I I I uh. I I recommend it very highly. Um, PWG, like I said, PWG's uprising, and right. they uh they're gonna they're gonna be right up there one of these days. Uh, it's better than watching Ring of Honor. Right. Well, you got to watch PWG. I got to catch a boxing match. Nice. That was on True TV. I know that's that's weird. It was on True TV. Shouldn't it be shouldn't it be about crimes and investigations and uh. You would think. Gilberto Ramirez versus something Jeebus Haicheco Haichico. It was a hundred and sixty eight pound fight. Gilberto Ramirez was thirty two and zero with twenty four knockouts, while Haichico was a twenty one and one with twenty one and one twenty one and one with ten knockouts. Hi Chico, is he from UFC? No. No? Okay. No, the, uh, he's ex. He's. Uh, oh, I'm thinking of Cheat Kong. Never mind. Chicago. Chicago. Um, this was a video on Facebook I gotta show you later. It's a Cheat Kongo. 
The guy thinks he's got Chi Congo knocked out, and Chi Congo just gets up and beats his ass. Okay. Fucking awesome. Oh. Um. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, round one, I gave it to uh, Haicheko because he actually had two. Uh, he had he had two right hands that landed on Ramirez. It looked like they did some damage. Mm-hmm. This is the last round that I have Haicheko winning. Okay. Rounds um, two. It was even, so Ramirez started laying a lot of bunch, a bunch of body shots and just vicious with his punches. Round three, it was 10-10 until the last 25 seconds, and Gilberto started uh, pouring it on um, Hachiko. Mm. Round four, 10-9 uh, to Ramirez again. Nothing really noteworthy. Uh, round five, um, it was almost a 10-10 until, again, the end, Ramirez turned it up. Round six, Hacheco was being really stupid. He wasn't really protecting. He was trying to go for like a haymaker, but he'd like miss. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his problem was. Well, Ramirez was pretty much uh, took advantage of that. Round seven, it was a 10 10, very even. Round eight, Ramirez's uh, left and right hand was doing damage. He got 10 9. Round nine, yeah, very even. I had a 10 10. And round 10, I had it very even, and it was a slugfest. I had this bout scored 99-94 for Gilberto Ramirez. Mm-hmm. And sure as shit, the judges had this fight. Unanimous decision for your winner. Now 33-0, Gilberto Ramirez. The only thing I disagreed was two of the judges, they had it like it was a blowout. And only one judge agreed with me that there was at least one round that I check out one and at least one or two rounds where it was uh, it was very even. But that was what I got to watch. Yes. Time me Okay. But uh, that sounds like an awesome boxing. Yeah, it was actually very good. This Gilberto Ramirez, I think I've seen him before. I might have even reviewed one of his fights. Um, yeah, he's got it. He's uh, very good. He's he's no bum. I wouldn't think so. I mean, if they're yeah, thirty three and zero with twenty four knockouts. Now his last two fights, yeah. uh, he didn't finish the job. Well, he won them, but he didn't get a knockout. Well, problem was both times the guys that he fought, they weren't, uh, they were purposely doing shit mm-hmm. to where they weren't getting uh, knocked out. Only difference is in the last fight. <laughs> uh, um, the guy like was grappling and and doing purpose, purposely doing shit to where sons three years for stolen gun in the dinner. Okay, uh, but yeah. Yeah, I think he's a very good fighter. And this Haicheco, even though he's now 21-2, he's no bum, but he doesn't have knockout power. And that could hurt him. Oh, shit. So, uh, there you go. Fire in Chicago. Or fire in the, in the, the Hancock plane. building. Keep that in your pants. <laughs> so, um, now you've got a Pride DVD. Yes. So let's talk about the uh, Pride DVD, and I think we're going to go into our main topic. Very good, so far from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. That, was a, that was a Gracie fight. Very good. Um, there was a actually the fight between uh. So far, I've only seen like three fights. Okay. So I mean, I'm still getting into it. So, was but there uh, anybody any fighter catch your eye? Um, so far that uh Kojima or no not Kojima, um. Sakuraba. Uh, no Koji. Koji, or uh, yeah. Kaji or Koji or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, he, he caught my eye so far, and so has uh, um, Katao. Okay. 
So, yeah. Because I've seen that Katal fight, and very good. Very, very, very good. He's very stiff, but he's very good. I would hope I trying to think of the words. Stiff, this is MMA. Katal, I remember watching him with. We'll get into we'll get into it when I we talking about our main topic. But he was I I remember he was uh Kenley's partner. Yes, this is the same one. This is the same Katal. So he's he's very good wrestler. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it. I actually picked up. I actually got some DVDs for my uh, for my birthday yesterday. Actually, yes. Oh, oh. Um, I got the Eddie Guerrero story. The the uh, Eddie Guerrero the the uh, documentary. So uh, started watching a little bit last night. So far, from what I've seen, very good. Um, I picked. I got two House of Hardcore DVDs. So looking forward to watching those very soon. Um, I picked up, I got, what, four wrestlers? Yes. I got a Bret Hart. That's the WWE Collector's Pack from, uh, Discreet Play. Yeah. yeah, from the Monday Night Wars. Bret Hart, Sonny, Vicious, and Vince McMahon. Um, and I also got, uh, Roman Reigns that I've been looking to get for a while. Uh, it doesn't come with any belts, it's just a generic Roman Reigns, but, hey. It's a Roman Reigns, nonetheless. And then I got... Uh, what else did I get? I think that was it, wasn't it? it must have been your mom or your sister get you anything. Um, yeah, I think that was it. Okay. I think my mom's getting me some stuff. Oh, you got it. the karate. You got oh, the... Greg got you a karate. Was it the beach brawl? Oh, the, the, bat, the brawl at the beach. Yeah, it's a pride fight at the beach. So I'll have to look into that too. And then I picked up for myself a uh, Ron Tater Salad White DVD. Yeah, nice. So looking forward to watching that. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be checking out those DVDs in the near, near future. Um, looking forward to watching those. Um, looking forward to using my action figures, of course. Um, looking forward to the... I'm kind of looking forward to the end of the weekend. I'm looking forward to tomorrow, um, to this hockey game tomorrow, and just have the just have the weekend over. Yeah, I think everyone's gonna be on that. <laughs> Thank God Thanksgiving's coming up soon. Next Thursday. Yes. Which we will be we won't be doing one until the week after. The week after. Yes. Hopefully, we'll have our information. We start information for our next episode. Yes. So. Yeah. Yes. Which I might have to borrow that rivalry DVD from. Oh, it's not on a network? I can't get it. I can't get it on my internet. My internet's been acting up lately, so I'm going to borrow that. I'm going to borrow that okay. rivalry DVD from you. Okay. Um, so, uh, on that note, we're on to our top topic. We had a retirement show. Well, first of all, we'll get into the uh, information, if you can, for oh. uh, Ken Room. Oh, yeah, i got to find the uh, card. No, no, no. We're gonna no. We oh. reviewed the card. Oh, the information. The okay. Tenders. His career stats. His stats. And then we'll go into matches that we saw. Yes. And then we'll get into the the card for his retirement. Well, no, we got into that on. Yeah. So we'll get into. So we'll get into his stats. We'll get into the matches that we saw. Then we'll finally get into. We'll finish it out with, um, 
With uh, with uh, the mask he finds, he got this Henry's the retirement. Yes, 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 yes. yes. So, Janichiro Shimada was born February 2nd, 1950, better known as Janichiro Tenru. He is a retired Japanese professional wrestler. At age 13, he entered sumo wrestling and stayed there for 13 years, after which he turned to Western-style professional wrestling. He, uh, Tenru was his Shikona. I, th I think Shikona means, like, name, okay. wrestling name. His birth name is Jinichiro Shimada. He also he goes by Katsuyama Fukai. His ring names is Jichiro, Jinichiro Tenru, Tenru, Hayabusa, Hustle General, and Big Hayabusa. He is 6'1", 273 pounds. He was trained by the Funks, Dory Funk Jr., and Terry Funk, and Giant Baba. His debut was last Friday in 1976, November 13th. He retired from wrestling November 15th, 2015. His, his, his career uh, under Nishinoseki, which I think is the sumo, right? Yeah. Probably. Um, he's 393 and 355 and oh, he debuted January 1964. His highest rank is Miga Shahira 1, and he retired in September of 1996. He won two titles, one for Yuru and Maku, Makushida. He, okay, uh, his sumo wrestling career. As a sumo wrestler, Tenru was ranked as a secretary for 27 tournaments, 16 of them top Makuchi division. His highest rank was Megashira 1. Upon the Death of the of his stable master Nasho Noseki stable. He wanted to join former stablemate Dakiri Dakirin's newly established Ashiagawa stable, which had just broken off from Nisho Noseki by the JSA. Insisted he stay at the Nisho Noseki, whose new stable master Congo Congo Bill he did not get along with. He finished one more tournament, and even though his career still showed promise, he decided to leave the summer world at age 26. He was scouted by Baba, the, the AJPW owner. Tenru was sent to Amarillo, Texas to be trained by Dory Funk Jr. and Terry Funk. He debuted in Texas in 1976 against Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. After returning to Japan, he stayed in the undercard until 1982, where he began to get a slight push in the year's championship carnival tournament. In 1983, following brief stint in Jim Crockett promotions, he his push began in an earnest when Jumbo Tetsuruda pursued the NWA International Heavyweight title, now the main title in the Triple Crown Heavyweight Championship. So Triple Crown is the main title, or the NWA title is the Main title in Triple Crown. In '84, Tenru won the NA, the NWA US, the United National title. Now also part of the Triple Crown, as well as the NWA International Tag Team title with Tetsuda. Their combination, the combination was called Kaku Kakusuru. The Suru is Tetsuda. And Tenru. 
Oh, okay. Tatsuda and Tenzer. Nice. The team feuded with Choshu and Yoshiaki Yatsu, who were the leaders in an invasion angle by the JPW, which is Japan Pro Wrestling Promotion, and All Japan Satellite made up the former New Japan Pro Wrestling talent. In 87, following the departure of Japan Pro talent, Kakarua broke up after losing the tag team titles to the Road Warriors, which led to Tenru forming his own stable revolution with former international pro wrestling wrestler Ashura Hara and Hiromichi Fuyaki, as well as All Japan rookies Toshiaki Kawada and Yoshinari Ogawa. Tatsumi Katahara would join the group upon his debut in 88. Tenru and Hara feuded with Saruta and his new tag team partner, Yatsu, over the Pacific Wrestling Federation tag team titles. And later, their replacement, the World Tag Team Championship, a combination of the PWF and NWA International tag belts. Hara was kicked out of the promotion in late 88. Tenru replaced him with Stan Hansen, with whom held the World Tag Team Champion belt championship as well in 89 that was the 89 was 1989 was Tenru's banner year Satsuruta became the first triple crown champion on April 18th of that year and just two days later Tenru became his first challenger the Saruta Tenru series that ensued set the standard for all triple crown matches and feuds to follow when Tenru won the belt on July or June 5th the match was so spectacular, it was deemed match of the year by major Japanese publications. The same year saw him finally pin his mentor, Giant Baba, albeit in a tag match, but hey, he still scored a pinfall over Baba. Only Matsuharu Masawa would follow him, would do the same thing. Tenru was chosen to be one-third of the NWA World Six-Man Tag Team Champions with the Road Warriors at the Road Warriors turned heel against their former co-holder, Dusty Rhodes. However, Tenru's increasing com commitments all to All Japan meant less time to wrestle in the U.S., and this resulted in the, six in the Six-Man Championship being vacated and temporarily being abandoned until 1991, when it was temporarily resurrected as a WCW Championship. Which I don't know if you, uh, itch, yeah, which is weird, but yeah. Tenru's most high-profile North American match was for the WW, was for WWF, World Wrestling Federation, in 1991 at WrestleMania 7, which I got the privilege of watching, where he teamed with Koji Katao, a mm -hmm. uh, pride fighter, to defeat Demolition. He also appeared in both the 93 Rumble and the 94 Rumble. In the, in the latter, he made it to the final five, but was eliminated by eventually co-winners Lex Luger and Bret Hart. An angle he had he and the great Kabuki hired as mercenaries by Yokozuna's manager, Mr. Fuji, to attack Luger in front and prevent him from winning, which I did not know that. On uh, April 1990, Tenro left All Japan to form SWS. After its collapse in June of 92, Tenru, aided by Masatamo Takai, brother of his wife, Mikio, formed Russell and Romance. Russell and Romance became his base where he would take 
on top wrestlers from other promotions such as Atsushi Onida, Nabahiko Takata, The Great Muda, Shinya Hashimoto, and Masahiro Tono. Of, of all he defeated. He traded victories with Fujinami and Inoki, thus becoming the only Japanese wrestler to defeat both Inoki and Baba by pinfall. Fun fact. In 1998, as war went into decline, Tenru began an earnest comeback, this time in New Japan. He formed Hasai Ishigan, right? Yeah. Aligned with its leader, Shiro Koshinaka, and they won the IWP, or IWGP Tag Championship from Team Wolf, which was Chono and Tenzan. In December 99, Tenru made history as the first native to win two top distinctions of professional wrestling in Japan, All Japan's Triple Crown and New Japan's IWGP Heavyweight title, by beating Muda for the IWGP title. The first man to win both titles was Vader, an Amer who was an American, which we all know and love also well, Big Van Vader. In 2000, following the near collapse of All Japan due to pro wrestling Noah split, Tenru closed war and rejoined all Japan, eager to test his mettle against the remaining ace, his former disciple Kawada, Tenru beat Kawada in the subsequent tournament for the vacant Triple Crown, winning the belts for a second time. In his second stay in all Japan, he would capture belts a third time, and also the World Tag Team Championship of Foreigner War and UWFI feud rival Yoji Anjo. In 2003, he joined Fighting World of Japan Pro Wrestling for a few matches, but it was declined rapidly. But as it declined rapidly, he switched back and forth aimlessly between New Japan and All Japan. In 05, he entered Pro Wrestling NOAA and began, began feuds with Masawa, Kentokobashi, and other wrestlers he known from All Japan, from his All Japan stint, as well as new faces he had never met in a ring, such as Yun, Jun, is it Jun or Yun? Uh, Yon Yon Akiyama. Tenru also been with Hustle Promotion. Was a part of the main heel group led by Generalissimo Takata. During this time, he teamed with Toshiyaki Kawada mainly. At Hustle Aid 2007, however, Tenru was defeated by Razor Ramon HG. It's, it's long story. Yeah, long story. And joined the main face group led by Razor Ramon HG Hustle Army. On December 2009, following following the folding of Hustle, Tenru began running his own Tenru Project promotion. He still makes Fourier's into their in their promotions and still active even past age 60. On February 7, 2015, it was reported that Tenru had decided to retire from pro wrestling. His final match scheduled to take place later in the year. Tenro held the press conference two days later to confirm the report announcing his retirement event would be taking place in November and feature participation from All Japan, New Japan, and NOAA. On August 16th, Tenro made a surprise return to New Japan, having a confrontation with Kozichika Aokara to set up his retirement match on November 15th. In the meantime, he embarked on a multi-promotional retirement road tour, including matches in Kyushu Pro Wrestling, DDT, BJW, Wrestle One, and Pro Wrestling Freedoms. On November 15th, which we'll get into, well, I'm not going to get into that. It was his retirement match. 
Um, his championship and accomplishments from All Japan Wrestling. He was an All Asian Tag Team Champion with Masanabu Fuchi. NWA International Tag Team Champion twice with Jumbo Tetsuda. NWA United National Championship twice. PWF World Champion once. PWF World Tag Team Champion once with Asuhara Para. Triple Crown Heavyweight Champion three times. World Tag Team Champion five times. Hanson three times. Asuhara once. And Anjo once. Champion Carnival 01. World's Strongest Tag Team Determination League with an 84 with Saruta. World's Strongest Determin Tag Determination League 86 with Saruta. World's Strongest Determination League 89 with Hansen. January 2nd, he was a Kurgan Hall Heavyweight Battle Royal. He won the Herg he won the Battle Royal in 82. Fighting World of Japan, he's the WMG Tag Champion one time of Riki Choshu. Yeah. Oh. Hustle. He is a Hustle Super Tag Team Champion with Tadao Yasuda. Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, WCW. He was the NWA Mid-Atlantic Tag Champion one time with Mr. Fuji. He was the NWA World Six-Man Tag Team Champion one time with the Road Warriors. NJPW. He's the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. And the ID, I, one time he was the one-time IWGP Tag Team Champion with Shiro Koshinaka. He, he, PWI ranked him number 44 of 500 best single wrestlers during the PWI years in 2003 and ranked him number 14 of 100 best tag teams in the PWI years with Saruta and O3. He won the SWS versus WWF tournament in 1990. He had a one-night tag team tournament in 1990 with Koji Katao. Uh, Tenru Project 6-man day. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. Tenru Project, if I can talk, Tenru Project, six-man tag team championship one time with Arashi and Tamohiro Ishii. Hidden Genius R-League 2013 with Ryuchi Kawakami. So I bet you that's why that Ryuchi Kawakami was at his retirement show. Tokyo Sports, Wrestler of the Year. 86, 87, 88, 93. He got the Popularity Award in 1977. Technique Award in 1990. Performance Award in 81, 84, and 1996. Fighting Spirit Award in 1983. Tag Team of the Year in 1983 and 1985 with Jumbo Chatsuda. Tag Team of the Year in 1987 with Asahura Hara. Match of the Year 1987 with Jumbo Tatsuda on August 31st. 1987. Match of the Year 1988 versus Stan Hansen on July 27, 1988. Match of the Year 89 versus Saruta on June 5, 1989. Match of the Year 1991 versus Hulk Hogan on December 12, 1991. Match of the Year 93 versus Ricky Choshu on January 4, 1993. Match of the Year 94 with, uh, with Hara versus uh, Atsushi Onida and Tarzan Goto. On March March second, nineteen ninety four, match of the year ninety six versus Nabahiko Takada on September eleventh, nineteen ninety six, match of the year nineteen ninety nine versus Kajimoto Muda, Kajimoto Kajimuta on May third, nineteen ninety nine, Russell Association R. He's a J one heavyweight champion one time, Russell and Romance six man tag team championship twice, 
Makoki Katehara and Animal Hamaguchi. Once. Nabataka Araya and Ultimo Dragon. Once. Six-man tag team tournament 1994 with Atsushi Onida and Crusher Bam Bam Bigelow. Which I never knew that. Oh, wow. Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Got a five-star match in 1986 with Saruta versus Choshu and Yoshiaki Yatsu on January 28th. 1988 five-star match with Kawada versus Hansen and Terry Gordy on December 16th. Five-star match 89 with Kawada and Fuyaki versus Saruta, Yoshiaki Yatsu, and Masunabu Fuchi on January 28th. Five-star match 89 versus Saruta on June 5th. Match of the year 2001 versus Kaiji Muda on June 8th in Tokyo, Japan. And he's been inducted in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame in 1996. Now, do you want to get into his sumo career? No, because uh, it, it's kind of... It's kind of... It's, it's confusing. It's cause confusing. Like, I don't know if it's all Because, like, it's west, or... it's west, east. Like, in January, he was in the east and west. In March, he was in the west and the east. And it's, it's very complicated. If you guys want to check out his... Uh, Oh, he was in a. He did a video game. Uh, what? It's called Tenru Jinichiro no Peruso Revolution. Oh my God! Look at this. Okay. Looks like for the regular Nintendo. Yeah, it does look like for the regular Nintendo. Oh, it's for. It's called. It's. Oh my god, it's Hammerlock Wrestling for the Super Nintendo. Okay. Yes. As a jail co it release date October thirtieth or September thirtieth, nineteen ninety four. Uh oh my god, that's awesome. You can play okay, these are the wrestlers. That's in this game. It's twelve fictional wrestlers are complete in four different modes of play. You got oh, moveset for the video game have been inspired by Lex Luger, Hogan. Abdullah the Butcher, Road Warrior Hawk, Yokozuna, and Stan Hansen. Holy shit. I'm going to have to fucking try to find this game. No problem. It's, you yeah. probably have to have a... Retro, yeah, you might have to have a certain... Uh, that's awesome. But that's Tenru's... That's his bio, biography. Okay, so my game... I so I got to watch. I'll just start off with mine. I started off. I watch a bunch of uh, ten room matches. And I also uh, watch them too. And then we'll go into his retirement match. Uh, Tenru versus Bruiser Brody. Tenru enters this match as NWA and PWF uh, champion. We don't know what's about. We just know, you know, those two titles. Mm -hmm. Uh, test of strength with Bruiser Brody. I uh, went back and forth with Chaps. Tenry did a beautiful standing against Aguri. This is the only, the second or third time I've actually seen Bruiser Brody get technical. Um, it's a beautiful standing against Aguri by Tenru. Brody went on a chop spree, but in the end it was a uh, draw. So Tenru still NWA PWA champion. Yes. Then uh, um, I would hope so. We saw a bunch of matches from the tag league where Tenru and Stan Hansen. Uh huh. Very good. They're kicking ass. I'm not surprised they won a title. Or how good they were. Um then we saw Tenru versus Texas Tornado. 
Tenru is very technical. Tenru actually at one point started working on Harry uh, Von Eric's uh, claw hand. Which mm -hmm. I, I'd never seen that before. No, that's actually that's I would I would you know that that's awesome. Because yeah, because I don't think anybody's ever. Um, right. Beat or did that, so that's that's cool. So um, went pretty much back and forth, and finally in the end, they got into a brawl, and the referee just threw the match out. Okay. Um. Pretty much. Uh, next match: Tenru versus Stan Hansen. Mm -hmm. Brawl. They both each other were kicking each other's ass. Very bloody. Took three lariats, but finally, finally, Stan Hansen got ten room and pinned him for the three count. Okay. Uh, next match was the Triple Crown. The first Triple Crown match before ten room beat, finally beat Jumbo. Back and forth, had strength. Uh, very amateur-like. Uh, both were very vicious, but ten room, as you know, did win that match. Mm -hmm. Then ten room and Hashimoto. Holy shit, these two guys... Kick the crap out of each other. Usually do. I would hope uh, so. There's a chop fest, no backing down, nice vicious strikes in the end. Uh, Shimoto hit it, did like suplex maneuver, got the three count, beat him. Then I got to watch King Randy Savage versus uh, Tenru. Tenru had a chop fest, Tenru not backing down, Tenru was kicking ass. At one point, Tenru kicked out of two uh, elbow, top rope elbows, and in the end, Tenru got the one, three count on Randy Savage. Okay. Then he wrestled Nobukito Takata in an event that was called War versus UWFI. Was shoot, Tenru didn't show any respect for him. He uh, was not backing down. He was very stiff, but he actually beat the kickboxer. And then Tenru versus Ian Koloff. Not really much to say. Tenru won. He could have been a better match. But those, all the Tenru matches I saw, I, 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 I liked him before, but I really liked him now. It gives you more respect for the guy, considering at his age what he can do. It kind of gives you respect for the man, which I agree. That's kind of the way I felt like I've I've only seen like a couple of tenor matches, but after watching the the matches that I watch, it's like, yeah, I really I really respect him. I you know I I like him more. It's too bad he's retiring. It's too bad he's retiring. It's too bad, you know, because I would have loved to see more of him. Uh, but from what we've seen, I'm glad he's retiring. I. Got to watch the Clash of the Champions six-man titles match, six-man tag team titles match. It was the Ro War. It's the Road Warriors and Tenru. Now this match are supposed to be taking on JYD, Sting, and Michael Hayes, but when the match starts, it's the uh, it's IRS, Kevin Sullivan, and Doc or Doctor Death, Steve Williams. Also known as the Varsity Club. Apparently, from what there's, from what Jim Ross is saying, apparently the Varsity Club locked JYD, Sting, and Michael Hayes in the back behind a cage, and they show up backstage like them trying to cut the cut the the chain and trying to get them out of the out of there and everything else. And it's like I don't think it's gonna happen, but uh, eventually, it does, but. But anyway, what did Tenru do? How how did you think of Tenru? Ten, I thought Tenru uh, he was he, he was in it, but like he he mostly let the World Warriors do most of the damage. Oh. Um, this man it was back and forth. Animal hits 
it was like at the beginning it was Animal and uh, um, IRS in the match. Rotunda, Mike Rotunda, um, or Captain Rotunda. Uh, and didn't have a boat. Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> um, but uh. Yeah, this from what I could tell, like he he was he was in it, but he, like I think he let the Road Warriors do most of the damage. Uh, like I could tell, like he did some stuff, like he did an insecurity to uh, I believe it was Kevin Williams or Kevin Sullivan. Sullivan, and holy shit, like Kevin Sullivan sold it like perfectly, which I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Animal hits clotheslines, it's clothesline party, it's clothesline city. To pretty much all of the varsity club. Beautiful insecurity by Tenru, as I said before. Chaos ensues. They finally get the gate cut, and here comes Michael Hayes, um, Sting, and Junkyard Dog. Um, they finally get in the ring, start attacking the varsity club, and the ref calls for the bell disqualification. So your winners by DQ is the Varsity Club. Okay. I, w- I wouldn't think they would have DQs in NWA, but apparently they did. Okay. Because this was Clash of Champions at NWA, not yeah, the yeah, WCW. Yeah. This was this is still NWA. Because yeah. I think this was just before the WCW it became WCW, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. WrestleMania Seven. It's a tag team match. Ah, go figure. A tag team match. It's the second tag team match I've seen with Tenru. It's Demolition with Fuji. Of course, because why the fuck would he be with Pop? Uh, that's why you're looking. Uh, taking on Tenru and Katao. Yes. Katao is a big motherfucker. Hmm. I think I, I, I didn't have this in my notes, but Katao is fucking tall. I think he towers over t- Tenru. Yeah, yeah, he he is big. He's a big. He and he also like uh, Tenru or Sumo. Yes. Um, I don't know what his Sumo record was, but I heard he re- he was really good at yeah, he at did. Sumo wrestling. Um, Crush starts off the match for Demolition. Now this was when uh, Act uh, yeah, Axe, I think that's sick. The Axe was sick. So Edie was sick. Bill Edie was sick and couldn't wrestle and. They had to find a replacement, and so they got... I actually know this match. This match, what led to it was uh, something happened, and Billy Eddie told him to fuck off. Oh, okay. So then they uh, they still had Crush and Smash under contract for like a year or two. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, what the fuck do we do? And that's when you get... So then they had Demolition and I believe they might have continued... Crush and Smash might have continued wrestling for a little bit longer, but then it just they, just, they That's when we get Repo Man and... Crush, raw. Yeah, crush. So anyway, uh, yeah, go on. But uh, this match was uh, Crush goes to work on Katow. I don't know how Crush Crush is about as tall as Katow, but Katow has the weight advantage. Right. Um, beautiful clotheslines by Katow. Uh, Katow tags in Tenru. Tenru. Does the insiguri to uh, smash? Right. Um. And your winners is Tenru and Katow. Okay. Tenru would get the power bomb. 
So now these are the matches that you saw that's it. Yes. So then let's get into the match that we saw. We actually was... saw the whole card of the Tenru Retirement uh, Show. It was the... It's called it's called the Tenru Project Jinichiro Tenru Retirement Match. Or Retirement. Mm -hmm. It's... It's... It's called Re it's the Revolution Final. It's it comes from us from Euro Arayo Goku Kugakin in Tokyo Japan the Sumo Hall. Our first match. Now we're gonna actually tell you the matches. We probably got into this on we did a show pod. Show pod, but this is our show. And we're doing Tenru, so okay. go fuck yourself. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, first match is Ricky Fuji from K Dojo. And Sanchiro Takaji from DDT versus Kiko Taru from Free and Winger and the Winger from Freedoms. Um, this match. What did you think of this match? Very slow. It's, yeah, it's very it's too uh, slow. It's too slow. Your winners is. Ricky Fuji and Sanshiro Takaji at 8 minutes and 41 seconds. Following the 9999 on Kikutaro. That's a move, isn't it? The 9999. Over 9000. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Kikutaro basically grabs the mic, cuts the promo. We don't know what he says, but luckily <laughs> we have technology and he says he's happy to bring fun and levitivity to Tenro's retirement show which i thought was very nice of him to say match two miko satomura and cassandra miyagi taking on dash chisako and sendai sachiko um this match was the satomura and miyagi were fresh off defending the red red belt in, oh, no, sorry. Satomura was fresh off defending the red belt in stardom versus Maya Iwatani earlier in the day. And, and holy, holy shit, wrestled two matches in one fucking one day? Holy shit. That's pretty amazing. Um, good match. I thought for Divas match, this match was really fast-paced. It was really good. Um, it's not often you get to see a... a a, mat, a women's match in Japan. So I thought this was a, a breath of fresh air. It was different. Um, um, Dash Chisako and Sendai Sachiko would end up picking, picking up the victory in 9 minutes and 29 seconds when Miyagi got frog splashed by Sachiko. Match number 3 is a... Six-man tag, Jushin Thunder Liger from New Japan, Ryota Chazuchikuzin from Kyushu, Gurken Mask from Ryuka Dragon, Shigen Shigeno Shima from Nigata, and Dragon Joker versus An An Anryu from Six Six Six, Kuga from Dao Tony Bori, Taru from Free, Fujita from Tokyo Garantai, and Yasu Kobota from Sportiva. Um, 
Now, what do you think of this match? It's the tag team match. The six-man uh, tag. I thought it started picking up at this point. Um, not as slow as the first two matches. Uh, well, I mean, the, but the it, women match kicked ass, yeah, I thought. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it was a little bit, a little bit. I think it was... I, I honestly, I think after intermission... Yeah, it was one of the matches, really yeah. Good. This match was very... Uh, not really fast-paced, but... That was 11 minutes and 16 seconds. The team Fujita ended up winning following the Sayonara on Joker. So your winners is not the Jushin Lunder Liger team. Dragon Joker would take his mask off and reveal himself as freedom wrestler Yaya, Yuya Sasuma. He declared that because Tenru is ending, so should Dragon Joker. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very fascinating. What a dick. What a dick. Take <laughs> the fine time to take your mask off. Yeah, no shit. You could have taken it off at a house show. You could have taken it off at a... Uh, anything. Anything. You picked this night. You picked this night. Good night, Jason. Yes. Match four. <laughs> the great, not so great, Kabuki from Free and Kai W1 and Buki versus... Kojika from BJW, Young Kasai, and Toru Sugiura, both from Freedoms. The crowd reacted strongly to everyone in this match in a positive way. Okay, that's that's the note on this match. Um, this match is so, a... Yeah, this... Uh, Kabuki doesn't deserve to be in the ring. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, he doesn't. No, he, no, does, no, no. he doesn't belong in a wrestling no. Well, your winners was Kai. Mm-hmm. So the team of Kabuki, Kai, and Buki won with the splash plancha on Toru. Mm-hmm. Match five: the Yoshinari Ogawa from Pro Wrestling Noah and Kendo Kation from Free versus Nosawa Rungai from Tokyo Gurantai and Kanichiro Arai from Dragon Gate. Holy shit. Brawls in the crowd. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, is this the one where the one guy, the, the two yeah, didn't like uh, each other? It was, it was stupid. Yeah. 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 Very stupid. There were, after, here's the thing. If you're going to brawl in the crowd and beat the shit out of each other, why give each other a hug at the end of the match? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where were we at? Oh, God. Um. With the Kabuki, we did okay. Crowd battling, okay. Match six, Koki Katahara from Free, and R- Ryuji Haikata from Free, and Kataro Nasu from U File Camp. What the fuck is U File Camp? Is that like uh, is that next to Camp Crystal Lake? I I don't think so. I don't think so either. Versus Katsu Katsu Niku. Katsuhiku Nakajima from Free and Hakoru Sato from Pan- Pancrase Mission? Yes, Pancrase Mission. Yes, and Ka- Kazuki Hashimoto from BJW. Uh, what do you think of this match? This uh, was after the... Yeah, I think this is like when it started picking, picking up. things up. This actually was a, this a very... I'd say this was more of a shoot fight match. Yes, definitely. But very good... Um, Hakuru at 
13 minutes and 8 seconds would win with a cross-arm breaker on Nasu. Um, oh, by the way, the uh, Ogata and Keishin match, the, bro the, the ones that are brawling to the fans, uh, Ogawa will pick up the victory uh, with a small package on Nosawa at 10 minutes and 47 seconds. <laughs> uh, that's awesome that they actually tell how long the matches were. Shiro Koshin, this is match 7, Shiro Koshinaka from Free and Arashi. Now, Arashi is the one that teamed with Tenru in the past. Right. Versus Tayo K and Hayato Aijima, both from Free. Now, this is the guy that came out looking like the uh, the guy from Karate Kid, right? No, that was the match. Oh, well, it might have been, yeah. Uh, this match, not a not a bad show. Um. Apparently that uh, Arashi was trained by Tenru. Yes. Which I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. Mm so it's very interesting. I, I did you know that? I think Greg told us that. Probably, but that's that's a very interesting fact. Arashi would end up picking up the victory with a power bomb. So he used Tenru's move to win the match. So Arashi gets a win on his mentor's final show. Holy shit, match number eight. The match, the man, the myth, the legend, Yoshiaki Fujiwara mm -hmm. and Yashu, Yashihiro Takeyama versus Minuro Suzuki and Kazunari Marakami. Holy shit, this is probably one of the most, this is probably one of the best matches of the night. Yes. Until yes. we get later in the matches, but this is probably one of the the most heated rivalries you could possibly think of to put in a match, and this was probably the best one. This is probably one of the best. This is the most heated match of the night. Ah uh, no, I think the match. I, in my opinion, I think the match before the main event was heated because blood got involved. Yeah, they said this is the most this is the most heated match of the night besides the main event. Um, holy shit, Fujiwara still looks fucking good. I don't know how old he is, but holy shit. Um, I'm going to actually look it up. Fuji... Fujiwara. How old is Fujiwara? Fujiwara. Fujiwara. Uh, Fujiwara. Fujiwara. Holy shit. No, I don't want that. What is... How do you spell his name? Yoshiaki. Copy? I'm going to cheat. Sorry, guys. I'm cheating. Because I can. Because I can slap nuts. Fujiwari is a very young 66 years old. Okay. But holy shit, he can still wrestle. He can still go. I would love to... I'm going to mention this to my co-host probably after the show, but there's probably a good, good speculation that we might be doing uh, a... Uh, Fujiwara episode down the road on the okay. DNJ Sportscast podcast because that would be fucking awesome to do okay. a Fujiwara. He, he invented the Fujiwara armbar for Christ's sake. We got to do something for Fujiwara. Match number nine. The most anticipated match of the night. Riki Choshu. Who looks old as fuck. Uh -huh. But again, he can still wrestle. And Tomohiro Ishii. 
Taking on Akitoshi Saito and Ryuchi Kawakami. This match, holy shit. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh. Okay. Apparently, that Kawakami that was wrestling with Saito had a had a serious injury. Right. No. Okay. So he was still, but he was still wrestled. So, um, as I mentioned earlier too, that 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 women's match, that Satomura, the one with Miyagi, uh, was in a match, uh, defended her belt earlier in the day. So there's there's a couple guys that's been in two matches already for the day. Mm -hmm. This match was very. Very bowling shoe ugly. Yes. Very good. Uh, Choshu. I would. I'd say he gets to wrestle. Yes. Oh yeah, that's he can. Um. He actually has his own wrestling company, Ricky Pro. Yeah. And Tamahiro Ishii is wrestles in Ricky Pro. So and he also wrestles in New Japan. So, you know, good things for Ishii. This match took 13 minutes and 46 seconds. Ishii. Following a vertical fall style brainbuster on Kawakami would pick up the victory. Uh, Fujiwara would end up winning with the armbar on Murakami at 13 minutes and 7 seconds. Holy shit. This card's starting to slow down a little bit. Um, Suwama, which came out to booze. Which I... I don't... Apparently, they booed Suwama and Fujita interactions and Chanda Lolly for BJW. Go figure. Uh, Suwama is from All Japan. Kengo Mashimoto or Mashimo is from Keijo Dojo. Kazuyuki Fujita is IGF. Yuji Hino is from Free. This as I said before, the crowd booed Suwama and Fujita interactions and chanted Lolly for BJW, indicating strong BJ's popularity and respect among fans. Fujita, okay, so we'll uh, we'll get into the match afterwards. But what did you think of this match? I, I thought it, I thought it was um, very. Entertaining. Now this is the match before the main event. Yes. Yeah, I thought it was very entertaining. Like the, you can tell these guys, the two guys, I like. I don't want to name, but that you want they, if you watch the match, you want to hope right off the bat, hate each other's guts. guts. Yes. And it was very entertaining. Like yeah. these two were just kicking the shit out of each other. So I thought it was very entertaining. I thought it was too. And and your winner is okay. Apparently it says Oka Bayashi with the golem splash on Sakimoto. Sak at 18 minutes and 52 seconds. Uh, after the match, uh, Fujita uh, challenged Suwama to an MMA fight on New Year's Eve. Yes. To which Suwama declared that it's Tenders retirement show and that he was being disrespectful. Suwama was more worried about having great matches like the BJW guys than going to MMA. Right. Would you have wanted to see that fight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would too. I would have loved to see that. I think that would have been that would have been awesome. 
I I think that would have probably that would have been a that would be a show stealer. The the main event match from which we all came to see or came to watch basically. The final the revolution final match, Tenru retirement match. Jinichiro Tenru versus Kozichka Okada from NJPW. Um uh, holy shit. This match. Yeah, it, it, it shows you that there's a reason why I did this in the last match. It wasn't bad. Um, I like that one spot where he chopped Okada to the floor and yeah. did the Rainmaker pose. He had the Rainmaker pose. But it, 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 it was just no. Freaking, he tried to do the. Uh, Powerbomb on the Okada on his neck. neck. Tried to do the Insiguri and the pose. pose. He tried doing a standing Insiguri and he fell. So, but uh, in the end, he pretty much he passed the torch to Okada, and Okada got the victory. And uh, what was cool about it is at the end, uh, we had Stan Hansen and Terry Funk, uh, kind of giving flowers. Stan Hansen, yes, and the Tenor Project president Ayan Ayano Shimada gave Tenru thanks and flowers in an emotional scene. Tenru gave his closing speech in which he thanked fans and said his career. Was all he could ever ask for. Thank you. And then at the bottom it says, Thank you so much, Mr. Peru, Peru, Perusu Generichu Tenru, for your amazing and, stir, and storied career. You will be ever forever known as one of the greatest pro wrestlers who ever lived. Which I agree, he will. Yes. Um, I think this card, I'd give this uh, an 8. I would give it. I think I gave it a six. Yeah, I think he gave it a six. I I think I originally gave it a seven, but I think after like after the after intermission is where it picked up. So I I give this card an eight. Like I said, they're probably gonna be one down the road on Fujiwara. Um, so look forward to that. Um, uh, any more on Tenru? No, except for he had a great career, and I would love to see him get put in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Anybody can go in the Hall of Fame, so it'd be possible. Uh, what about Katal? Would you want to see him in the WWE Hall of Fame? I don't know any of his accomplishments, honestly. All I know is he's a, a he's he is a great sumo. Like I guess like I think oh, like oh, if you oh, say his right. name in sumo wrestling, people like they know. Oh, oh, that guy. Yeah, holy shit. That's pretty much all I know. Yeah, that's all I know too. I mean, the the only thing I know him of WWE is when he teamed with Tenru. Yeah. So at, at that one WrestleMania, that's all I know of him. So I I don't know how you could throw him into the Hall of Fame, but then again, fucking the Bushwhackers are in the Hall of Fame. What did they do? So I mean, anybody. A lot of love for the Bushwhackers. A lot of love for the Bushwhackers. Yeah, a lot of love for the Bushwhackers, and no love fucking for Power Man Five Thousand. I mean, for Pop. Powers of Pain, not even in those Hall of Fame. That would so, be a great FU to Demolition. Powers of Pain get it before uh, Demolition. Yeah, it's like, it, it's weird because you would think, um, you would think they would get, you think Powers of Pain would get in, Demolition would get in. I mean, the, the Bushwhackers got it for Christ's sake. 
It's great that Fujinami is in. Yes, definitely. I mean, Tatsumi Fujinami, I mean, fucking awesome wrestler. I mean, but I mean, I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, it's like, well, we're, I mean, the kind of the crusher is in the Hall of Fame for me. Okay, I know. Uh, so I mean, this—that's very—it's a very big class. I mean, uh, uh, the Dudleys are not in, but there is a Dudley in the Hall of Fame. Uh, but no, I think we'll probably end up getting into a DNJ where we talk about who deserves to be in, who doesn't deserve to be in. Well, we had an episode. We had an episode where we put guys in. We thought would be in this year. We don't, of course, we don't know who's going to be in it this year. But guys that we like to have seen, uh, and, and, and for that one, go back to listen to that episode. That's the same episode where we decided to rebook the uh, Dungeon of Doom. Oh, nice. This also tells like who inducted, who inducted who. That's cool. But anyway, um, yeah, it's I, yeah. This 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 is this class. As far as some of them are. Okay, so some it does say who's been re, been taken out of the Hall of Fame. Um, their profiles are no longer in the Hall of Fame section. It tells. I'm sure uh, a certain. I'm sure a certain uh, brother is not on here. I got kicked out of the Hall of Fame. Now I'll sue their asses. I'm not in the Hall of Fame. And if I'm not in the Hall of Fame, no one can be. I forgot Abdullah the Butcher's in the Hall of Fame. Yes. When, it, when, I, when I bring my lawyers and shit gets real, WWE's gonna get sued. Gonna put a lawsuit on their asses. When did he go in? They're oh, never going mind. to lose a lot of money. Yes, they're right. They're gonna lose their money. I'm gonna get my Hall of Fame spot back. Gonna make some dough in. Gonna hurt help my ego. I just sued WWE. They're gonna pay for ruining me. The musical stylings of Donald Smith. If I can't be in the Hall of Fame, no one can be. Before this podcast gets any more weirder. If I can't be in the Hall of Fame, no one can be. I'm gonna sue WWE. Okay, I gotta stop, I gotta stop. That's awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be here all week, try to heal. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I'm sure our producer will be laughing when he edits the show. Yeah, he'll be laughing about how much he's going to cut out of me singing because that's, that's not funny. We're going to have a blooper reel. No, we're not. <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> but, uh. Anyway, that's probably going to do it. He'll be laughing his ass off when you say every match on that Kenry card was most anticipated. I think the two fights in the crowd between the popcorn person and the janitor were most anticipated. But that's probably going to do it for this sh- 
for this week's episode. You're probably going to do it. You want to end it right now, asshole. There's no probably. You're hitting the close button right now. This is going to do it for this show, for the DJ Sports Cast podcast. Uh, remember to donate. You sound, uh, no, Patrol. You know what yeah, to you do. Know what it is. You know what to do. You know what to do. God damn it. I would hope you listen to us long enough. Listen to us on SoundCloud. Download us on SoundCloud, seriously. Send us some money because we oh, desperately damn, need it. God damn, we'll stun your asses. Son, moho, walk a job. Ah, ah. God damn it. Uh, time for some plugs. Well, there's a, there's a plug you put in the corner. There's a plug you shove up your ass. There's the show. This, there's this a plug Shell Shock in, Network. Shell Shock Network. Come on, breathe. The Shell Pot Theater. God damn it, I don't want to lose you. Shell Pot Theater. The celebrity voices impersonated. Whenever the fuck we do it. We're never going to do it. We're never going to start! <laughs> <laughs> the... Reality of wrestling. Words, words. Come on, come on. Reality of wrestling. Wrestling with regrets. There you go. Uh, Sound Monster sounds off. Um, the fans podcast. Um, let's see. Uh, Neurotaku. Neurotaku. Which we'll be doing one probably next week. Um. My Twitter handle is at Hawkaholic85. So those of you who want to send up birthday wishes late, I'll gladly accept them. For a hamburger today. For a hamburger today. Donald, what are your shout-outs? Butts and seats. I gotta get the recent Rewind episode on my MP3 player. Uh, book with pullbacks. Mm-hmm. SW Review. Mm-hmm. Uh, our show, of course... The Shawshank Network, and I don't really have anything else that I've uh, been getting into. So, there you go. Again, that's it for this week. Again, don't forget to, if you want to donate to the show, you know where to go. And we will see you in two weeks. Until then, have a happy Thanksgiving, and we will see you in two weeks when we do the Montreal Screwjob. Oh, stuff your turkeys. <laughs> Stuff your turkeys and eat your grits. Eat your grits. Now we gotta stop before we go yes. way worse. Way worse. So we'll see you in two weeks. Have a good one.